Would, would you would you like some dragon glass? The first one's free. Welcome everybody to this week's VOK Wolfcast review of Game of Thrones Season 5, Episode 7, known as The Gift, aka No Returns. We here today will provide spoilers for all aired episodes of the HBO series Game of Thrones, and also all published books of George R. R. Martin's Song of Ice and Fire, and The Hedge Knight, and whatever else he... he He's made that is awesome, which is probably everything. We will not, however, be spoiling any of the uh, the spoiler chapters released for the Winter's Winter. Yeah. So, yeah. If you yeah, if you if you're still with us, if you if you like to to continue this, welcome. And let's just start with introducing Iwendil. Hi, I'm Alex Iwendil on the forums. And we have Sword of the Afternoon with us as well. Hi guys, I'm Sander, Sword of the Afternoon on the forums. And Barrick. Hi, I'm Barrick, uh, Mathieu. And me, Patrick the Tall, Patrick in real life. So, any uh, any notes, anything to the uh, episode, or should we just do the lemon cakes? Any short comments? Well, let's do lemon cakes. Okay, well, mm-hmm. the lemon cakes on the forums, as when I wrote this document, was 3.75, and it hasn't moved that much since then. Yeah, lots and, of people giving it four, right? Lots of people giving it four and 3.5 and that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, and, and, mm-hmm. and a few people as well giving it two. Uh, eh. and, and, yeah, well, I, I can understand why this, uh, why the waters are split. But uh, let's. Yeah. Just, uh, how about you, Alex? What did you give this episode? Um. Well, I was a bit confused on uh, how many lemon cakes to give because I think I kind of gave too many lemon cakes to last episode. But anyway, I'm gonna just forget about last episode and give this episode three point five because I enjoyed watching it. Like it was a, it was good TV, but there were some things about the plot that I wasn't really sure about. How about you, Sander? I thought this was another very good episode this week. I liked last week's episode a lot as well, rape of Sansa aside. <laughs> but uh, I gave it a four lemon cakes. I thought this was a very solid episode, and I think we're building quite well to the end of the season. So I enjoyed it a lot. How about you, uh, Matcha? Uh, yeah, I gave it I gave it higher than average. Uh, so I gave it 4.5 because I felt the only thing that dragged it down a bit... Um, was one of the dawn scenes, uh, which we will talk about, um, because not much seemed to have been achieved there. But you know, considering you know how how little it gets done in the book at this point in this plot, I is it, I I I'm not mad about it. It's it's a mixed bag for me. Aside from the sand snakes, everything in dawn has been has been great so far. Like you know the bronze stuff and and uh, Doran and and everything. But you know it's not it doesn't make up. 
for I mean there, there's definitely a, a, a you know something to be criticized here um, and then you know some minor things that you know might be might have been a bit convenient on the Tyrion side of the story but which I'm willing to overlook because we are moving beyond the books I guess at this in this at this point in the show so um, yeah so I overall I, I really enjoyed it um, especially you know, all the King's Landing stuff was very interesting, and I, I like the war stuff. I also, but I didn't, you know, um, the the uh, Sam scene was, I mean, problematic uh, as well. So that's why I also, you know, deduced uh, a couple of of minor points because it's yeah, that that's that's all I have to say at this point. I, uh, yeah, overall, it's 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 still very good. So, all all in all, all the. Uh... All the gripes you had with it only deducted a half a point. Yeah, I mean because it's not that big, it's, to me it's not a big deal actually. You know, it wasn't it wasn't something that took me out of the episode or anything. Well, personally, I gave it three, and it's because it's only slightly better than last last uh, episode for me. There's still a lot of plot holes, a lot of. Uh, easy jumps through hoops to make the story uh, fit and well actually for me the only thing that alleviated a little of my my pain or whatever my my dislike for for uh, for this was actually Theon uh, weird enough so um, so yeah, I'm I'm putting it at three because it's only for me slightly better than last time. Okay, so moving on into the uh, the episode proper. There's nothing to talk about in the intro because it's the same thing as has been last two or three episodes. But so, yeah, so we won't go into much into that. But I just want to note before anything else, um, we have had uh, VOK has had a few times where we've gotten. Or mixed scores on our WordPress site, and while it's completely okay for people to, I won't, I won't ever say to people that they can't vote whatever they want. We're not like the uh, the, the uh, Game of Owns podcast where they only uh, accept fives every time. But uh, I would ask though if somebody out there feels that we're not living up to our usual standards, because usually we get four or five every time then feel free to make a comment do it anonymously if you want to we don't we don't mind we just want to know what we're doing differently or worse than, than normally it might also just be that your your feelings for hbo series is is rubbing off on on your enjoyment of our episodes but in any case if you have if you feel that we're not doing as well we should as we should leave a comment and tell us what we what we need to do better. And we'll... maybe we're too harsh on the show. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Well, maybe that. <laughs> yeah, that's maybe that's also something. Um, but but uh, yeah. But yeah, that's, just that's, everything's possible. Give us give us a shout out uh, if you feel something could be done better. Yeah, this is not Westeros. We won't ban you. <laughs> no, no, of course not. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I know. Okay, so let's just jump yeah. into the wall. So jump oh, in. jump into the wall! Yeah, like into, it's, the wall. It's, into the wall. Break. Yeah, it's... it feels like that. I have a, a bleeding uh, headache. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, uh, yeah, as does Sam probably. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, he, uh, or just a sore eye yeah. or something. But uh, 
John leaves under the protest from Alisar and is gifted a dragon glass knife. Eamon, the dragon knight of the chain, dies. Gilly gets cornered by crows, but Sam is the man and stands up to them even though they kick his ass. Uh, but I, I especially like, I mean, if we're going to talk about the wall, I, I think, you know, we might especially mention that that look that Torment gave uh, Salisa, like saying, you know, I'm free, bitch. It's, it's the. Uh, yeah, no chains, bitch. Bitch, yeah. Check this out. But, <laughs> hey, <laughs> why, why can't you guys use the bitch word, the B word when I can't? <laughs> Uh, because we don't, we don't it's, well <laughs> you, you you're pretty some some of you guys were pretty uh you felt it was a bit too harsh when i used it maybe i'm using it in well maybe context. you were using oh. it for the wrong people yeah okay because <laughs> uh, calling yeah. sir alistair a bitch is not that offensive why I mean, not that's, he that's kind of deserves okay, it that's another discussion actually but yeah <laughs> so uh yeah well yeah it's it's cool that uh, they they left it that they left that in, in this, or made it obvious that that he's uh, he's out and and feels quite confident now. Yeah, especially because they both fought each other during the battle. You know that that must sting Alistair really badly, actually, because it's like you know this guy I, I lost to basically is now walking around, you know, thinking he owns the place, or owns the place or something. I mean, yeah. that's that's also probably not helping John's case. Yeah. Well, I mean, the hints, it's, the hints that the Night's Watch is going to turn against John are really obvious in the show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it, it's might it might be a bit more obvious, right? But it's still, I think, necessary because, um, I mean, if they are going to accelerate stuff, maybe the Night's Watch needs to deteriorate that much faster, and so it's going to be more obvious. No, I mean, I think it's very obvious to us, of course, that. The Night's mm. Watch is going to turn on John. I don't think it's necessarily obvious to the Unsullied. I mean, I mean, uh. I think there's there's discontent. I mean, it's a, not a very good situation for the Watch in general. But I mean, I think that if if they do do it at the end of this season, the the stabbing, the Ides of Marsh, I, I think it's going to be a big shock for Unsullied personally. Well, the, the the synopsis for the last two episodes have been revealed, and in the synopsis for the last episode, it says John gets challenged. Make of that what you will. So um, we'll see. Uh, the only uh, thing that I want that I might add is um, I'm not sure if Ollie is gonna be, you know, involved in it or not. That's the thing. It, it, it could go both ways, in my opinion. Okay, I feel like they're really, really shoving him to this role of of hatred of wildlings and 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 dislike of what of John's choices. If you listen to a cast of kings. Um, they, they, there's one uh, host there who, who likes the character of, of Ollie specifically, uh, and he doesn't. I mean, he doesn't seem to think that there's anything wrong with. I mean, that, that he's going to turn on anybody. I mean, they, he just notices that he's been in the in the f- background a lot, and that's that's. I think that's meant to be the case. You have to sort of see. Oh yeah, this guy's there, and he's not saying anything. Maybe he's going to be important. <laughs> Maybe. Well, we won't know until um, the last episode specifically, but yeah. uh, but we get check check of dragon glass, right? Yeah, it was uh, it was added there. Uh, I still don't huh. know how. I I still I've still been been thinking about why this dragon glass didn't shatter when I'm pretty sure 
the Dragon class didn't survive the uh, the attack on in the books, didn't did it? Right? I'm not. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it in the I books think, it think... shattered, but I don't. I don't know if we saw that in the show. No, no. In in the show, it specifically just fell to the ground. It wasn't. And Sam didn't pick oh, yeah, it up. Right, which right. was Sam just left yeah. it lying there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but they also found a big cache of it when they were in in season two. I, I think it might just be that they got some more. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But when he, they were on the fist Bran, of the first men. Yeah, because he gave I mean, Sam gave Bran and Mira and Odo some uh, uh, each one. So it says I guess he had more of it. So there wasn't a big deal. I mean that, that's why he didn't. Sam's pick... a dragon glass dealer. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like, oh yeah, it's, yeah. it's like you know, it's it's like breaking Breaking Bad or anything in in Game of Thrones. It's yeah. If he joins up with a cock merchant, they'll have everything. Yeah. So, oh yeah. <laughs> would you Would you like some dragonlass? The first one's free. Oh, uh. <laughs> but yeah, so I think they're telegraphing pretty big that uh, that there's going to be at least a showdown with one White Walker in the in the in when they get to Hardhome. I think that's. Sort of oh. what they're they're hinting no. at with the dragon glass. <laughs> Maybe, it could be, but I might also say it's possible that they will fight against whites only, and that John is going to try to use it on one of them, but it won't work on them. So, mm. you know, it's possible that we only get whites next uh, in next episode, if we get any. That's that's the thing. I'm not even I'm not sure what's what's going what's going to happen. From what we remember in the books, there seem to be reports of whites in the water and stuff like that. So, I'm not sure. If we get spoilers for the books next episode or not, that's think, the thing. That's the thing I've always think, been uh, confused about. Why is it called whites when it's? Uh, why is the uh, the zombies called whites and the the spirits something like that called white walkers? White walkers would would usually allude to zombies, and whites would could possibly be like an undead soul of some sort. Because I don't think they use are... the word white a lot in the show. They mostly say white walkers. But they're not the same thing, you know. Yeah, they're not the same thing. I agree. No, but not the same. I don't think the show makes a lot of differentiation. Well, they say that. I mean, they they mention the army of the un, the army of the dead, and that they they talk about it in those terms. I think, but um, I think they had, they had the distinction has been made, right? The the white the white walkers are essentially, you know, uh, other kind of beings. Uh, not human at all, and then the whites are just reanimated corpses. So that's that's. I, I think the distinction has been made sufficiently. But, no, yeah, um, I, I understand this is diff. There's a difference, uh, but I just felt like whites would have been a better name for uh, for the uh, spirits. Uh, yeah, mm. uh, and and well, white walkers would have been the better name for the zombies. But I think the idea was in the books at least that you have the the others sort of being a representation of yeah. you know the external enemy that that everyone pro- projects ev- everything onto right so the idea of fighting something that you don't know and that you fear and and etc it's sort of I think a deconstruction is partly of the idea that when when uh, people wage war they always demonize you know the the enemies. As the others, the the not us, right? We fight everyone who is not on our side. I know why the show couldn't use the, the uh, name the others because of Lost, essentially. So they 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 just needed to they just felt they needed to change the name for the show. Yeah, but I guess that's why the the others are now called White Walkers because they didn't change whites and they just changed the others. 
Yeah, but White is W I G H T S, right? But yeah. White Walkers is like Walter White, you know, White Walker. Yeah. yeah, color white. So that there's a difference. I mean, you won't have to, you know, see the written the written words to know the difference to, to see the difference. But yeah, it sounds the same. It sounds similar, but at the same time, it's not. It would have been it would have been fun to, to <laughs> if it was the Whites. Like, <laughs> a bit right. The whites, <laughs> and then on the other side of Westeros, there's the, the army of the whites. Uh, oh, yeah, that would have been. Big evil yeah. from the north, yeah, I know. I... Some, some, peop- some, some white supremacists might, might, might say, well, this is racist. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Where are the so... whites the bad guys? <laughs> it's, yeah, uh, it's a reverse racism or something like that. Yeah, something yeah. like that, you know. Mm-hmm. But, other than that, know, Dragon Glass, yeah. Dragon um, Glass cool uh good yeah. that they put it in uh, and john accepts alice's criticism apparently so that's no no he didn't he he, oh, he, says, he, he, says, he says you're Thanks honest to... but you're wrong he said yeah i thank you for your honesty which is a concession to alice to say well yeah i i uh i, I listen to to what you have to say that doesn't mean that i will concede uh, everything that you that you want me to do and at the same time it's you know Treating Alistair respectfully without actually doing what Alistair wants him to do. So yeah, I think I think he just went through the motions, honestly. Uh. And I think he just said, "Well, thank you, uh, First Ranger. I thank, yeah. you, I thank you for your uh, advice, as you should when you uh, when you're um, like a Lord Commander. You should you yeah. should be thankful for, or at least show a little gratitude when people try to give you advice." Uh, so I think that's just I think he just went through the motions they're not on good rapport but I don't think that Alistair will turn on John on the show though no I that's definitely the I, I, that's the thing that's the thing I think that especially not Alistair because he's really living up to his his uh, duty of being the first ranger he knows that everything he does is well he's always been loyal to the the, uh, the Night's Watch no matter whatever you can say about Alistair, he's always been loyal, and and that's that's the same thing in the books. Yeah. So he it wouldn't be if they if they did that, it would be out of character actually. Um, I mean he wouldn't. I mean we we know that by this point he's not uh, at least outwardly hating John as much as he he professed in the past. So I you know it depends on how you read a lot of the reactions that he has. You know in episode three when. John beheaded, beheaded Slint and that sort of thing, right? Whether or not you, you might think that he agreed with that decision uh, in the end, you know, or if uh, he, he resents John for doing that because it's essentially taking the life of someone who is begging for mercy and that sort of thing. So it's, it's uh, and they don't have the best relationship anyway. So if he doesn't turn on John, I'm, I'm, I'd be interested to see what he does as a result of this. You know, when everything's said and done, what what is his reaction yeah. once John gets stabbed and and you know, you know what could be cool if he's actually the one that saves John's body. Oh, Ooh. I hadn't thought of that. That's interesting. Um, but did you notice like John apparently doesn't need ghost to to go to the wall. No, Yeah, but but I think I know why that is the case though. I I think because you know if he comes back. To, it comes back from hard home to the wall. Then Ghost is right there. Then you know you don't actually need Ghost to to uh, go to hard home because you know it might also not necessarily inspire uh, confidence or you know or trust 
from the set of the wildlings if he brings with him this big beast, right? It's not, you know, it it, it might be seen as hostile, maybe. I don't know. Maybe or, but I I think I, th- I don't I don't think that has as as much as effect of it on it because you know actually John being able to work and and people being able to recognize that he has a special bond with it might actually show him to be more of a person of the north uh, than mm. than he than otherwise so i don't think it's necessarily that i just think that the ghost is too powerful a card to bring with him on on a <laughs> on his quest i think they left it there just to make john a bit more vulnerable yeah and to protect mm. sam because yeah, yeah, Sam does not have any friends at the wall anymore. No. Which, which Alice uh, dickishly points out when, <laughs> yeah. as, 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 as all uh, your friends are gone, Charlie. <laughs> you're using all your friends, Charlie. It's like that's the last thing you want to tell someone on, at on a, a funeral. Day morning, right? <laughs> yeah, it's it's you know, but at the same time, it's probably also why my why Mister Eamon said to to Sam before he he died that he had to. It's, it was probably best to get the. The, the child out of there and you know and to say to Gilly to leave because obviously I, I'm not sure if these uh, Night's Watchmen would have attacked Gilly if she wasn't a wildling I mean that that would that probably added something to what they were trying to do you know it's it's like there's a big resentment of the wildlings and John is now gone and so you know they, they're trying to get their frustration out and uh, you know doing it in the most horrible way possible yeah one of the things that i didn't really like about this episode yeah. is that um we didn't get any oh well, i think john would have thought about sam and gilly well before leaving so it was weird that they didn't have a dialogue before john left because like yeah. sam is john's friend and sam and gilly are pretty fucked without john and i mean yeah. In the book, he sends them to Old Town. So why didn't he do that in the show before leaving to the wall? I think oh, the, thi- I, the well, I think the fact that now you know Gilly got threatened is going to. I mean, because that's essentially what Sam was afraid of last in last season. That's why he sent yeah. her away to to. Uh, and essentially, this confirms his his fears. So he he might act on it and and now say, well, we we got to go to Old Town because seemingly that's where he's that's where he's going. They didn't mention yeah, but it. If Sam nothing, leaves, right? If Sam leaves for Old Town by himself, he's just seen as a deserter from the Night's Watch. Yeah. His brothers won't just let him go. No. No, that's but true. If but if John you know, was the one I, giving I, I, the order as yeah, commander, it would yeah. be different. That's that's why I think, you know, it's likely that John will return to the wall, um, you know, unscathed. Or, or not 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 entirely uh dying, whatever. It's it's important that he has another discussion with Sam before he, before Sam goes, right? Because did probably now sees things a bit differently because it's, I mean, it's hard for some basically to see the whole Night's Watch uh, split in, you know, in two. And I, I don't know why Dolores Ed went to hard home, you know, because we, they, they definitely haven't, you know, they, they've, they've shown him as well, but he hasn't said much this season. So does he have something else to do this year? Does he, you know, take the ball in Marsh roll. I'm not sure. I think so. But uh, otherwise, other than that, they probably need somebody to to dig latrines up there. <laughs> <laughs> that's the no. That's the job for a ginger. 
I think, yeah, I think, no, I think no, he you... went up north because he's basically the only other face that they recognize yeah. on the wall, and they yeah, need to have at least one. Because how many? Yeah. Now that Eamon is dead, how many other people are there besides Alasir and uh, and Ollie that no people one. actually recognize? Like Ollie. no one. Yeah, basically. there's Alasir, Ollie, Dollar said, Sam, and John. Yeah, basically. And that's it. <laughs> yeah, I, I just want to talk about that. John is pretty self-centered in in this episode. He's like. Uh, well, Sam brings him the knife and says, oh, take care of yourself. I hope you're never going to use it. And he's like, yeah, me too. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> he's, yeah. he's, he's like totally emo, emo John right now. <laughs> yeah. He's like, always been emo. Yeah, John. I might he's die. Always been, oh, I like, might die. Like, it's he's, really he's, hot for me. He's, he's really dressing. He, he's, dressed, he's dressed in black all his yeah. life. You know, he's, he's like the goth, goth kid. Um, <laughs> but still... I think the the uh, um, the point in the books also was he sort of isolating himself and sort of appearing selfish to other people in making his decisions, um, yeah, which, which is why people about against Sam. him. Right? No, I know, but that's what that's because we have insight into his head, yeah, which you, other characters on the wall. They also have they also have why. conversations. Yeah, while and, he's Lord Commander. They, and, he no. doesn't cut all bonds. He doesn't but, just exchange. But then there is also the moment where, you know, they make the decision about the baby, um, where, you know, later Sam discovers what they, what, what the switch that they, that they made. Right. So in the books, it's still, you know, from what I remember that, what, that was something that Sam couldn't really wrap his mind around. Like why John would do something like that? Yeah, but Mansa's baby doesn't exist in the show, so it's no. Not I know, an issue. I know. But I'm saying, like in the books, there is also this perception from people who are close to him that he like might so. not be making the best decisions, or they then they don't understand his reasoning for doing. Yeah, because he makes his decisions by himself, and then yeah. he tells a very select number of people. So he yeah. didn't tell Sam about baby switch. Yeah. So but... to me, this is still in character for the books, right? This is still close yeah. to. Yeah. My my only problem with it is still that in the show you can't do an inner monologue. So what are you gonna do then to show afterwards that he's actually thinking about everybody else if he is in fact thinking about him somebody else? My idea is that if they don't include it now, then they won't include it ever because they don't simply do you know uh, lookbacks or rollbacks to anything. Unless it's really, really, really important to the story, and I don't think it's important enough for the story that he's actually a good mm-hmm. guy in underneath. Maybe yeah, I mean, we'll have like a nice heart to heart with Dolores Ed while they're at Hard Home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah or maybe, you know maybe, yeah. maybe what's happened is is um, John essentially yeah, because because we already had a scene like that when he tried to explain to Ollie why he wanted to bring the wildlings south of the wall. You essentially you would still be fighting the wildlings if you left them up there, and you know. They, but the difference would be that they would be undead. So that's why you know he wants to bring them south and cooperate with them. But uh, Ollie didn't really understand that because for him it's a very it was a very emotional uh, argument that he made. You know that his his family got killed by wildlings, and so um, yeah, that's I mean I mean that's the kind of scene that we. That we wish they had with Sam or something, right? But they had it with another character on the show. I, I think there there is still something like that here. You know it's what, just that we don't even we don't have it every episode. That's the problem, necessarily. Maybe. Yeah. You know what I what I want to see then? I want to see yeah, as you said, Alex, like a scene between him and Dollar Z, just saying, you know what? 
I really, I really worry for Sam and Gilly. It's really, it's really important to me if, if they actually, they're actually, <laughs> yeah. in, they're actually good, okay when I come back. Actually, I love all you guys really much. I yeah. really care for you. You're and my bros. You're, yeah, you're my bros. Because winter's coming. Yeah, you know, winter's coming. <laughs> uh, not just Stag Words, not just Stag Words as we see in this episode, no. right? Yeah. Uh, but the the only problem I had with the world story was this week was you know that after last week's controversial scene we had an, another attempted rape situation which yeah. you know I I just felt I just couldn't I mean I just said okay you know we don't we we get it guys These, they, they, <laughs> they it. are rapists they are rapists <laughs> rapist, yeah they are rapists on the wall yeah we know but at the same time it's also makes the point that you know the the Night's Watch is essentially a a, fail, a failed institution. Because the only people, I mean, that we know, uh, either you know, as we, as we said, uh, Alyssa and you know Sam and Ollie and the other guys are unknown quantities. So we can't really say how many of these people are honest people who you know were in a bad situation, or how many of them are you know hardened criminals who got sent there for committing vicious crimes against other people. So it's it's a it's a it's it's strange because you know in the books. I'm I'm not sure we we know that much more about the Night's Watch either. On the other hand, it's also you know, I I don't know. There are ways around this. I mean, I I think we didn't need to have this kind of scene there, especially because later Sam and Gilly have their you know the pink mast scene essentially. Right? <laughs> uh, oh. Well, oh my, oh my, um, but it's. Uh, I was kind of uh, bothered by the fact that Gilly mm. is threatened with rape, and then an hour later she's in bed with Sam. Yeah, she yeah. disproves. She she essentially disproves Shay from season one, because Shay in season one said to Tyrion, "A woman who almost gets raped doesn't immediately go to bed with another man, right?" Yeah. And so but... um, maybe that's also a hint that that Shay that that um, um, she was wrong about uh, Taisha. And that Taisha yeah. is not a prostitute on the show either. But so, in the show, Taisha is like forgotten. Non-existent. Non-existent <laughs> at this point. Yeah. She, I, she, I, was, I have... she existed for a brief moment in season one and then <laughs> And season in season three. She was mentioned uh without oh, getting yeah, right. in season three as well. I have to but, say I agree with Alex. I think it's a little disappointing about yeah. how they did the Sam and Gilly thing because it is actually one of the most sweet and touching relationships from the books and it's actually, you know, mm. two people who really like each other and they, they get together when they're on that boat and they're both or at least very mm. much Sam is, is very much in mourning about Eamon and it's yeah. it's it's a little disappointing that now it's sort of oh she wants to sleep with him because you know he saved her and it's a damsel in distress moment uh, and it's not it doesn't have I think the emotional weight that it did in the books because I, I actually it's very sweet in the books and I think this is less sweet so I'm not exactly but, like yeah. how they did it no and I, I, and think, I agree I think, yeah. it's it kind of harkens into what I've what I've been feeling that that a little that it's kind of for me, it's well. You had the first part of the uh, the season. We called it the season of uh, executions, and uh, maybe we should uh, hyph hyphenate it: the season of execution slash rape. Uh, uh, I don't agree. I think this will be the last. The, the, I think this is the last one of those that we can expect this year. Well, nothing else. Two, two is enough, isn't it? You no, know, that's true, but it's not the it's not the season of it's not the season of rape. We had two well, rapes last well, year. As we well. don't we don't know. What's coming in next episodes? No, no, true. First, first, first of all, is isn't there was no doubt uh, 
in this season that these two was intended as rape. Yeah. Well, last course. season, though. Yeah, last yeah. season they oh, yeah. played oh, off. Of uh, yeah. Jamie but, and Cersei I'm, was as like yeah. we didn't yeah. intend for it but, to be rape. But the but the audience saw it as rape, and therefore what so, the some audience some of, some but, it audience. but it wasn't scripted mm. ever. Yeah. But the scene at Craster's was definitely rape, and it was. Oh bad. yeah, yeah. Well, had lots of those, yeah. <laughs> no, no, yeah, they well, were totally consensual. I don't know what you're talking about. But what I wanted to say. Would they know? Would they know the difference? They their father raped them all the time. Oh, Patrick! Oh no, no. No, no, Come on, no. No, you gotta edit thing, that out, man. What I what I wanted to what I wanted to say about this scene was that you know it's a nice contrast to what happened last week because last week Theon didn't step in; he just stood there essentially and and was weeping. Whereas Sam, in this situation, he saw that something was going to happen and he essentially stepped in. So it's a it's a it's it's a it's a juxtaposition, let's say, of you know, of both these these incidents where in one case someone steps in and does something to help the the uh, potential victim here. And in the other case, you know, the, the, the person, the observer lets it happen. And so there's yeah. there's uh, that's why, you know, it's annoying that it happens, you know, right after such a controversial episode. Um, and it's also annoying that they, you know, fe- felt that they needed to use that kind of thing to get this way where they wanted it to go. But yeah, I mean, at this point, I'm, I'm, I'm saying like, you know, just cut back on it, guys. You know, we get it. It's, it's, it's a harsh world, but we, we don't necessarily need to see all of that. So, you know, if only um, Sansa still had Lady. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, that's what was. Yeah, that's but but that's the thing. Some people might say that you know, since she lost her spirit animal, essentially, uh, she's she's not she's connected to, to the. No, she's not connected <laughs> to the Starks like the other like the other kids are. You know, that's the thing. Maybe yeah, they, that's not like because you're completely saved if you have your spirit animal with you. <laughs> no, no, no. That's not that's not what I'm saying. I'm I'm just saying that there's a that Sansa is singled out. You know, as as being you know different from the other ones. Uh, well, that she yeah. she doesn't have like even Rob he he was with his with his direwolf until he until he died right it's, and it's yeah but it's, in it's, the show the connection mm-hmm. between the yeah. kids and the direwolves isn't that much of a big deal like Bran can work we know that but the others yeah. it's more like which yeah, is they why just have I, wolves which is why I, I'm wondering how they're gonna do the ghost thing because they haven't really shown uh, John sort of. Tr- kind of walking into maybe into... maybe it's gonna be like his revelation like oh yeah that's sort of like the last shot uh, is him opening his eyes and they're yeah, all well, white he's, right we think he's dying and it's his last moment on earth and then at the last moment he just works into ghost I've stopped yeah. trying to figure out how how, how how John is gonna live I just <laughs> I, I'm clean. I think it, well he's to not me, gonna live is he <laughs> no, I think, I just wow, think that's tinfoil. That's tinfoil right there. He has blood armor. He's uh, not gonna die. I, I just, I just felt that he's, this, gonna, he's just of... gonna get up from being stabbed and be like, "No, I'm fine." Originally, uh, originally, before before the uh, synopsis for the last two episodes were revealed, I, I had thought maybe he's going to die at hard home and be taken by the others and revived by them because Melisandre wasn't there. I had my doubts as to the ghost being there. And so it's, you know, it was entirely possible that, you know, John would come back, but, you know, as a white instead of, you know, as a Zoa High. That's, that's a, I mean, that would be a nice twist because then how, what do you do? Like, who is, maybe, maybe John isn't a Zoa High. Maybe no. it's someone completely different. That's the thing. But he's already right. white, isn't he? What? <laughs> he's what? already white. 
yeah. I'm white. Why, why would he come not, back? He's not a white. white. He's not a white. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, the only yeah, that's 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 just, to me. It's just like uh, now it's more um, plausible that they're going to do that stuff at the wall, you know, and uh, you know, keeping ghosts there is probably a good idea for that to happen because we've seen him twice this season. That's that's more than we saw him last year, I guess. So um, yeah, at least yeah. he's there. Yeah, but we'll see where it goes. Uh, do we have anything else on the wall? I mean, just Amon, 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 yeah. Amon scene oh. with Egg. It was so sweet and it was so well done. And I'm, I'm so happy they did that. <laughs> Even though he's agree. dead and that's sad, but. I think I, I'm very happy that the show that D and D took the time to give such a lovely beloved character who is granted he plays very little role in the overall plots and I, I like how they just about managed to get his death in there because it is a very very touching moment albeit in very different circumstances on the boat to Bravos and I'm I'm glad that we got the line about egg that's some nice fan service right there or at least yeah, book fan service. You know what? Was, they, they, they gave him the famous line, I dreamt that I was old. Yeah. You know? But isn't there something else that he might have, that he said in the books that was relevant? Well, um, no, he was, he talked a bit more about the prince that was promised. Yeah, yeah. the prince that was promised and Danny yeah. and how he wanted to reach well, yeah. Danny. But, yeah. Um, do, do we think that they're cutting that stuff out of the show? Like the, well, the whole prophe- all the, the prophecies whole are not really relevant mm-hmm. to the show. Yeah. I don't think we're getting the prince that was promised or Azora High in the show. Because yeah. only Melisandre brings... Uh, oh, well, we have Azora High. Azora High has been mentioned, yeah. but I think they're going to simplify it. I mean, we're not... I don't think we're meant to end we the We didn't get yet. the prophecy about salt and smoke and all that stuff. So no. Oh, there's we, no speculation that it. it might be someone else in Stannis. We got that in season two where... Um, Melisandre said, "You know, he's the Lord's chosen." In the meeting between Stannis and Renly, where he, where she, where she said, "You know, you should kneel before your brother. He's he's the Lord's chosen, born amidst salt and smoke." And then, you know, Renly says, "You know, is he a ham?" That's the thing. I, I guess that's oh, yeah, that, right. that's that that was that Wait. mentioned way back, but that was also before they ha- had the uh, outline for the ending revealed to them. So I, I guess they could still. Uh, walk that back and say, you know, oh, this wasn't actually relevant. It's it's likely that they're going to have an Azoa High situation without actually pointing to it and saying, you know, this is Azoa High and this is why he does A, B, and C. You know, that's the thing. Oh, that's a pretty good idea. I, I, that's probably what they're going yeah. to do. It is pretty. Yeah. It is pretty complicated. The whole Azora High Prince that was promised, and you know, I mean, it, there's quite a lot of pages in the book are devoted to it. If you actually look, it, I mean. It's not something small, so I, I think that mm. it is probably good that they're simplifying it that way because it it already is, I think, uh, pretty pretty difficult to follow for people who don't spend hours and hours and hours on Reddit or forums like mm. we do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to me, there there were essentially two candidates to, for this, and none of them were Jon Snow. So um, <laughs> no, it's just because I, to me that was the that was way too obvious. I I thought you know it might be more obvious that it's Davos because. Essentially, Melisandre would have looked in the right place, but at the wrong person the whole mm-hmm. time, which would have been, I mean, because essentially Davos would have fulfilled the prophecy on the Blackwater when, when the ships got burned and stuff. So um, I, I guess that, that's one possibility. The other being that because Theon essentially uh, died at Winterfell officially, um, you know, amidst uh, a smoking castle, you know, and everything, burning castle and everything. And, you know, since he's uh, an ironborn who is 
seafaring folk and that sort of thing. I thought that might be a, another possibility because, you know, we're essentially waiting for him to be reborn. You know, what is that may never die, but rises again. Um, yeah, those were my two options for Azor High. But yeah, not, um, Jon Snow, I just felt that that was something that was a bit too obvious. Um, and we will see where it goes on the show. They, if, they, if they keep Jon dead, which they very well might if they depart from the show, uh, for if, if they depart from the books, then, you know, then we'll all scratch our heads and say, well, maybe he wasn't that important after all. Yeah. Um, uh, I think uh, that is... kind of indicates how complicated this whole prophecy is. <laughs> yes, exactly. There yeah. are so many characters that have a relationship to salt and smoke at some point in their lives. Victorian. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Victorian. Oh, no, no, no. Mary, I hate that theory. John, Get out of here, Patrick. Victorian. Get out of here. Devils and Theon. Uh, Sam likes Sam likes cooking. You know what you need for cooking? S salt. salt. Yeah, <laughs> and you produce a lot of smoke while you're cooking. So Sam is a, Sam is a Zohar. Yeah. Nailed it. He's, not, he's high. not a prince. He's not a prince. No, he's not. Isn't a prince. um uh, isn't uh, Mansa's son also one of the Oof, speculated yeah. um, Zohar oh, highs? What a what a brilliant character. There's so <laughs> many layers. Yeah. So many layers to him. So many layers to him. Such a complex character. I love him. <laughs> Yeah, but so, <laughs> anyway. yeah, but to bring it back to Eamon, the, the actor who played him, uh, I, is he is he blind? Was he nope. blind in real life? Yeah, I think I'm he was. Uh, he I was don't think he is. Actually, blind. Oh, I, I think know. so. I read an article about it. Maybe oh, yeah. that article was wrong, but yeah. okay. That would that would actually you know be very unique because I I don't recall ever in a, in another movie someone casting a blind person to play a blind character. Well, we'll have to check that. Listeners, yeah. if you have something to, to, to tell us this topic. <laughs> if you, you know are this messages. actor personally, yeah. please give us... Please flick your fingers in front of his eyes, see if he reacts or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but this was a great character. I mean, he hadn't, he didn't have a bad scene in the entire show. No. no. It's like the, the, everything that he did was... He also was had an amazing character to portray. This is true. Yeah, and and he, did I don't... It, he did it very well. Just on, he is actually partially blind, but he's not completely blind. Ah, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, well, that's, that's cool. Uh, Aemon, the two Aemons we know are both paragons of their of their time. A fun little note, I think. Mm. That's why I called him Aemon the Dragon Knight of the Chain. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, shall we but, move on? Yeah, let's move on because we talked to, about the war already. <laughs> Too much already, so it's a... No, really? Uh... <laughs> yeah. Take it away, Pat. Okay, so uh, we'll, we'll go to Slaver's Bay then. Or, as before, I, I thought it was Valeria, but apparently we're already in Slaver's Bay. So, here, uh, as there probably wasn't any cog merchants around, Tyrion is put up for auction on the slave market. Jorah is sold to the pits, but then Tyrion does a sales pitch that convinces the pit owner to take him as well. Later, they are about to train when Danny arrives to watch the training. Jorah is fired up and decides to jump the gun and show everyone up. When he reveals himself, she is not amused, but becomes bemused when Tyrion presents himself as a gift. Yeah. The gift. The gift. The gift. Yeah. I mean, there, there were lots of gifts in the episode, like the dragon glass that Sam gave John. Yeah, yeah or, 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 or the special gift that Gilly gave Sam. 
Hello. Yeah. Uh, hello. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. the 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 thing is, it's ironic that Tyrion essentially got saved by by being funny, which you know he didn't want to be a jester or anything like that. But essentially, that's why the the, the guy bought him uh, because he thought he was funny. So you know, and obviously, the some some people have not given up slavery and they're not ready to give up slavery so it's uh, and they're right outside danny's door what the yeah. hell no what i what i thought was you know because that's what i mean he essentially opened the door and they walked out you know but they were not in change or anything like that so would she have a reason to suspect that these were slave fighters i'm not but sure Tyrion unless someone's in chains inside the yeah but maybe that's something that comes up next week maybe that's something that he mentions next week to to Dan to Danny and then she she sort of re- realizes that there's people who secretly continue to to enforce slavery, which is you know against what she wants. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see where it goes. I, I, don't, it, I don't actually could be a plot hole, could not be. We will have to see about I, that I because it, it's not a plot hole because well they they did actually pay him. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. Well, you gave him one one. Yeah, but that's that's a, that's the whole point. <laughs> they they you. <laughs> My my point is that they use loopholes to get yeah. around yeah. the rules, and sure. and as that's how I felt that they did in in the books as well. That they like yeah they they totally did this on their own. Yeah, will. no, I I agree that the the slavers are finding loopholes, and it's logical that there are slavers. But Danny is right there. Why isn't she doing anything? Because she can't. She doesn't know. She doesn't know. She's not. She doesn't realize that these are slaves. She she is under the assumption that these are people who are freely there to fight. Yeah, she's been Danny promised. Is stupid. It's Danny is stupid. No one has told her that, I'm, uh, I'm that not these convinced. are slave fighters. Yeah, no, she she might. She's she so might, she's she... so adamant about banning slave fighters. She would at least check. But, but how do you? How would you think that would? Would run out. That's one of the lower pits, well, isn't it? But I, I'm just asking. How would you think that would run just out? Just visit the the barracks yeah, and, and then, see if and there then, are chains lying around for one. But but what? When she then asked them, "Are you? Uh, ha, do you get pay? Have you been paid?" They would they would say, "Yes, I've been paid." Yeah. Or they could but also like say, "I was bought like five miles over at some semi slave yeah. auction." Yeah, it, I, I I agree. It's a bit plot holy, but they might address she it. Could, she could find it out if she investigates. Yeah. yeah, I mean, to me, it's not a big deal because it might get addressed next week when Tyrion and Jorah come before Danny. Yeah, maybe. So it's a, yeah, we'll see about. We'll see where it goes. Um, yeah. Also, did, did you do, do? I mean, did we all enjoy Jorah apparently beating Khal Drogo in single combat? I love that. That was yeah. such a fun scene uh, that they gave him. That they gave him like all these stories. They gave him like yeah, of Mir's cool. flaming sword. Yeah. They gave him something called Drogo. I that 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 sort of that I like that little. It's a little bit of uh, it's a little bit of fun. I like that scene a lot. Yeah. And yeah, well, there was grains of truth in all of them, right? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. they took like all the things that Tyrion had said to pitch George. Yeah. He was knighted by Robert episode. after after the siege of of Pike. Not Spike, of course, Spike. and he was second. <laughs> and he was second through the wall, not the first. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's grains of truth in that that you yeah, know. Yeah, and he killed Drogo's blood rider and not exactly. Drogo himself. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, yeah. It's, it's, and it's cool. we also got the big guy who freed Tyrion. Is that Strong Belwas? Yes. He uses the same. No. He uses the same weapon I think as it's Strong, strong Belwas. Bellas, no one will tell. Uh-huh. Me. No, that's just, that's just the the uh, the prison guy from the Eyrie. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he walked, he, yeah, he like, I, what? I like what? that little guy. I'm going to follow him. I'm going to follow him around. Thank you. Can I get some more gold now? <laughs> no, gold. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's, uh, yeah, it, it was it was interesting, like, you know, because Jorah, you know, as soon as he sees Danny outside, he sort of forgets about Tyrion because Tyrion is actually not that relevant. Jorah just wants to be with Danny. So, I mean, and Tyrion is, is tied up anyway, so there's no need for him to, to check. He just wants to bide his time, you know, to make it as big of a deal as possible when he reveals Tyrion, right? And so he rushes out and fights everyone without killing them, mind you. Um and I, I like some of the moves that he does. Like he takes the shield and, you know, uh, fights the guy with the morning star, whatever that was. And he, he bashes someone on the head with, with their own helmet and that sort of thing. You know, that was really cool fighting. So I enjoyed that. Much better than last episode. Oh, oh yeah. But I guess, <laughs> no, but I, I have, a, I, have a, I suspect that the fighting last time wasn't, last week wasn't as good because they, they are filming in an area where you are not usually allowed to film. So there is a time restraint. Um, and I guess that makes it much more difficult. Probably not going to go back to Seville. So I, I, I think that, that I think Beric might be onto something because they're actually scouting different locations in Spain for, for season six. Yeah but, oh, yeah, but I guess we can agree that the scene wasn't good. The scene sucked. Yeah. No, no, the, scene, <laughs> the, scene, the scene wasn't good. This, this scene, scene, wasn't good. This this scene was, was good. good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, but so yeah, there was yeah. a great contrast between this scene and the scene from last episode. That that's that on that we can agree, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but also, if in connection to the to the fights, uh, we might also have to talk about the Danny and Dario scene because um, he mentioned something about his da that I have suspected. You know, the, the the question of whether or not his da is actually in charge of the harpies or not. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I really I mean, like the scene between Danny and. And Dario, because I felt like this was the first time we saw Book Danny this season, or or maybe for like three seasons. So, <laughs> I, I mean, for me, it was like the first, for me, it was the first time we see her thinking. Locking away the dragons didn't do it for you. No. Uh, well, for, well, for me, it was the first time I actually saw a different facial expression from from yeah. her. It was, again, it was, it was exactly. nice. She's actually acting. No, don't get me wrong. I love Amelia Clark. I think she can act. I just think in this show, it's not often that we get to see Book Danny. Yeah, I wasn't entirely convinced until now that she could. I I just want to get your opinion on something. Um, Dario, he asks her, he he, he suggests to her to invite people to some place for an event um, and then spring a trap on them and murder them at, at that event. So is Dario the world fray of Essos, essentially? Because <laughs> that's what I've been thinking when he mentioned well, that in the book. It's essentially Danny a red also, wedding. Danny also kind of does that in Astabor. With yeah, her no, well, yeah, thinking... but then we might have to think, you know, do we want to support these these characters? That's the thing. Because we condemn World of Frey for doing what he does at the at the twins and we are sort of not as out we're not outraged when 
Dario suggested to Danny, like why why is Well we're not outraged when Dario suggested because the slavers of, of Marine are horrible, horrible people who probably deserve to die. Yeah, they're not Rob Stark. But I mean if if you look at you know at least on ancient Rome there were also like they also had slave slaves and you know but at the same time the slaves were part of the household, you know, and, and that sort of thing. So there are people who might treat their slaves well, even though they are still slavers and and potentially own people as property. The the thing is also we we got the impression at least last season that some slavers spoke out against the uh, actions of the masters, right? Well, that's what his to, says. No, that's what his dar says, and you know we can we might we, it might be revealed that this was all a total sh- a total lie and and everything, but yeah, I'm I'm just saying until we know more, we might have to say well he might have a point. Essentially, it's 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 breaking a sort of guest right as well, isn't it? If they are, you know, invited to the to the pit and and then get slaughtered by by Darius men on Danny's orders, Wait, that's sort of a dirty. That's sort of a not, dirty. They're not, they're from not the north. having dinner with her. <laughs> and they're oh, not from the north. Oh, I see. Oh, oh, no locus, bread and salt. Locus, no bread and salt. Locus, locus, no bread and salt. Locus, no locus. 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 Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll see. But they, I mean, they're probably the wedding uh, of Danny to Hisda and the. Uh, Opening of the fighting pits will be the the same thing, right? Probably but it will be the same event, probably, um, sort of so. as a celebration. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I thought you know that that's a very interesting thing that we that we sort of take Dario and say, oh, you you rogue, um, and yeah, when we go to the twins and what what afraid we're sort of like, oh, what a what a horrible piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, but. Yeah. It's not the same context. No, and I would still okay. put put out put sure. forth that uh, they're not from the north. For first, first. Yeah, role. and also Dario is a self sword. He doesn't yeah. have morals. Yeah, he's and, an and, and Danny's a Targaryen. I I don't think. I mean, do we know if the fact the fact that um, Danny's going to marry his da, do, do we think that Dario might turn on Danny for that? I don't think so. Because, I mean, I, I'm just saying, like, in the book, he's sort of getting jealous over that, right? He, yes, he's, but I, I um, think it's I, – I, I think the way that they're going to do – maybe they're going to actually have the wedding, but I, I think I think they'll probably have the reveal before then, I think. Oh, yeah. Mm. I don't know. I, I think having them, you know, betrothed but not yet wed makes it a lot simpler. Yeah. Um, there's also the possibility that I – mean, because his uh, might not necessarily be the harpy – and I thought, you know, they had this prostitute that they showed twice. Um, yeah. So is that the harpy, maybe? I don't know. Might be. I might guess be we'll rich, see. Might be a rich person who dresses as a poor person. And, you know, I don't know. Might, might, it's, it's possible. I, I, I'm just throwing well, that out. Well, I mean, in, in, the, in, in, in the books, they have the, 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 the Miranese. It, they have it like the, like the Summer Isles. The, it's, it's customary for the Miranese noble women to spend time as the prostitutes. I think it's the, the Red Graces. The Red Graces are the, the, ah. highborn, mm-hmm. the highborn girls who serve as prostitutes for like a year. I, I think it might end up – I mean, it, it's possible, I think. I think the harpy is scarier when you – when it's sort of this nebulous hydra that has no one head, then it actually has, you know, there being one harpy. And I think I think Kisdar might be involved with the harpy in some way in the show. I don't think he is in the books. Yeah. But I, I mean, I think I think it's a bit too complicated. I think they're just going to have mm-hmm. all the, the the masked guys run onto the 
or attack Danny at the pit or something, and then Drogon comes. I think they're going to simplify it that yeah. way. And yeah, why that also be why they should to um, have Tyrion meet Danny this week instead of Episode Nine or something? Because Danny might you know so that they at least get to interact a bit before Danny essentially flies off on Drogon's back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that would have been a big. Yeah. I mean, I I guess if if it had gone down like in the book, the show only watchers would have probably felt cheated because we you know they, they were led to believe that this was going to happen and then Nanny sort of flies off without and even t- uh, talking to Terry and, and that you know they couldn't happen they couldn't have that happen on the show um so yeah I'm I so now we move beyond the books in Tyrion's yeah uh, I yeah we'll see how we'll see where that goes I I, su- I suppose that uh since Barristan is dead on the show and since Jorah is not in Danny's good graces, there's a, there's enough room for, for Tyrion to, to move in and, and become a new advisor. Essentially all he's done this season is talk himself out of bad situations. So he could potentially talk himself out of, you know, being a Lannister, uh, you know, who, who essentially is, is part of the family who murdered Danny's family. So it's, yeah. he, I, I, I can see him. Yeah. Doing. He could also do some demonstration like he did at the slavers market and make a voodoo doll of his sister and his father and just show Danny how much he hates. Well, him. he can say, Hey, your grace, I killed Tywin I Lannister. I killed Tywin Lannister. She might not yeah. believe him though. I just hope that he doesn't do what he does in the books where he essentially, uh, but that he asked, he, he, he uh, asked John Connington, doesn't he, that he be allowed to uh, kill Cersei, kill Cersei and possibly rape her before? I mean, yeah. I hope that I hope that's not something that the show keeps because nah, they're not making uh, Tyrion quite so yeah. dark in the show. Yeah. I don't yeah. think do that. No, that's he that's, hasn't I mean, raped I, anyone in the show. No. Maybe can I just give my one nitpick? Uh, this was my ah, nitpick of, of the episode. Yeah. And that's basically how gullible is Danny? Because, you know, you have his dar. He's like taking her and said, your grace, it's customary for the queen of, of Marine to look at the small fighting pits. But you've never oh, had a goddamn so queen. <laughs> right. How yeah. gullible is Danny? Seriously, Danny, yeah. get a grip. Don't listen to <laughs> yeah. his dar. Ah. And essentially because he's, he's in, he seems to be inventing okay. new traditions on the spot, right? Yeah, exactly. Because it's like yeah. saying, like, "Oh, yeah, but you have to stay the entire time." And stuff. It's, it's, <laughs> you have yeah. to stay. <laughs> okay, guys. Yeah. Let's yeah. Move on. Yeah. Let's Just move on. <laughs> All right. All I've right. Had okay. We need to. We need to move on and get some some order back to this podcast. You guys, you're like wild dogs. Talk. <laughs> like right. we're not Ram- If we're not Ramsey's dogs, we're fine. Okay. Oh, we're but- wolves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sure. But uh, let's move on to yeah. King's Landing. Uh, oh, yeah. Olena tries to bargain with the High Sparrow, but she has nothing that he wants. Later on in the Pleasure House, Middlefinger provides her with something the High Sparrow might want. At the Red Keep, Tommen throws a hissy fit of Jaffray proportions. But Cersei promises to handle things. But when she visits Marjorie, Marjorie sees through her false concern and in the kindest possible way asks Cersei to leave. Furthermore, when Cersei tries to leave the Sept, the High Sparrow reveals his seven-pointed surprise. Huh. Nice. <laughs> oh, shit. Yes. Yeah, that happened. 
yeah. I, I can I say that this I mean this plot has been remarkably successful in my eyes so far on the show because they kept the most relevant bits from the from book four and they seem to have a good structure here you know springing that on us in episode seven so it's it's uh, actually I mean I, I can see where they're going with it they're probably going through also her a dance with dragons chapter by the end of of the the season so that we end up you know finishing Cersei's book material entirely um and yeah it seems that you know there there was also a lot of good uh scenes for for Jonathan Price this week which I always like because you know having a new character uh be that interesting is is not always the case right yeah. he's the Pedro Pascal this season Oh, yeah. I, I, I definitely think so. I mean, he's the best character that they introduced this year. Uh, and I think a big part of that has to do with the fact that there's such a big contrast between him and the faith militant, so that you don't know exactly where he stands on, on that. You know, if he yeah. if he condones violence, uh, if, he, if he doesn't, like, do his words get misinterpreted, which would seem odd because, you know, then he would still turn on on the people who uh you know excessive in their in their beliefs right and and uh tell them not to use violence to achieve those means so so far we have not seen him actually condone any of the violence but it it might be that you know in private quarters he's sort of um less less strict about those things well, if he's if he's against it if he is truly a man of 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 peace and of you know justice then they're not playing that well. I think I think the way that I read how they're playing the High Septon in the show is that he is kind of cynical, that even though he is this man who believes all these things, he doesn't really mind if these sparrows do the dirty work. Yeah. So I mean we're I think we're I think we're meant to see that he also knows how the game can be played and he's willing to see it played in certain ways, I think. Well I think he meant he went into he went into the first meeting with Cersei this season knowing what she had done and he has only been waiting until this moment to, to sort of uh spring this trap on her. I think it wasn't clear, actually. I would just yeah. wanna add because in this specific episode, middle middle finger middle Peter, finger middle finger, <laughs> the, he, he, uh, he says to Lena that he can provide, uh, the same thing that, that he provided for, uh, for Cersei. Which is Oliver. No. Which is no. Oliver. No. He's I think he's going to provide, answer. I think he's going to provide Olena with Oliver so that he can't testify at the official trial. No. No, but I he, think they meant but Lancel. He, he doesn't know anything about Lancel. He yes, doesn't he care does. about Lancel. Um, he doesn't care about Lancel. Lancel, he he's not seen Lancel uh, ever. I mean, he he's he's yep. only seen him like yeah, last episode when he came back. Before that, he didn't have any idea about what Lancel was up to, and he didn't. Oh, well, let, let, let me just get in here because I agree with Beric that he's referring to Oliver. At least that's how I read the scene. On the other hand, he was at King's Landing in season two, or at least his little birds are. I mean, we're meant to assume that he, like Varys, has spies everywhere. I think sure. mm -hmm. I think we're supposed to get the idea that he would also know about uh, about uh, Cersei and Lancel, uh, you know, getting mm. it on in season one, season two. I think, but I still agree with Beric that what, he's, what Littlefinger's plan is and why he's scheming with Elena is to give her, give Elena Olivar so that he can't actually... Because it was an inquest the first time, it wasn't the actual trial. 
So yeah, if, because if, they, if they do the mafia thing and they kill the star witness, then they can't convict Loras and Marjorie, but they still can convict Cersei, and that's I think yes. Littlefinger's plan. That's that's how it's going to like. That's how I thought I, I thought it was going to go down because essentially what Olena is is telling him is you know if you don't help me here, I'm going to reveal your part in the death of the king, and yeah. so um, what. What what is the 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 thing that would convict Loras and Marjorie? It's it's the the guy Oliver who works for Littlefinger, exactly. and who Littlefinger provided to Cersei last episode. And so when he says, "I provide you with a ha- I provided her with a handsome young man," and he's going to do the same with with Olena. I think what he he has to do essentially is to give her Oliver so that he might have an accident or something before the trial uh and so that he can't testify otherwise there's no reason why he would need to give her Lancel at all because Lancel already confessed to the sparrow and so the sparrow already has that information so Olena doesn't really like have any any she doesn't have any anything of weight or significance in her hands that the sparrow doesn't already know and so Lancel is essentially useless to her at this point because it's going to work against Cersei anyway so uh, the only thing that would help Olena is is getting Oliver because he's the star, he's the the primary witness against Loras and Marjorie so guys yeah. I'm, I'm I'm I don't agree completely All right. I don't agree let's it's, hear your version let's hear your version yeah it's it's simply the thing that the way they put this the whole this whole episode, they they it was quite obvious that he didn't mean this. He he wanted to give a young man as well, and well, Loris was a young young pretty young man until he decided to carve this, this seven point star in his head. Uh, it it felt quite obvious you that you mean Lancel. You mean Lancel, right? Lancel, yeah, Lancel Loris. That's exactly what I mean. Uh, Lancel is. It was at least the obvious. If they wanna, if they wanna do a, a an extra thing with that specific no, on that specific note, that's another thing. But I'm pretty sure that what they wanted to the the viewers to think at least is that that Littlefinger had a had a finger in uh, let yeah giving the knowledge of Lord of Lancel's Lancel's uh, affair with Cersei. To Olena, such such as Elena has something to, uh, to give the High Sparrow, maybe for leniency. All right, but but uh, so uh, you're you're thinking that the High Sparrow did not know about Cersei and Lancel, and Lancel already that yeah. scene until the last scene. You think he found out at that last scene? Is that what you're saying? No, not uh, not at that last scene, but before between that between between the oh. little finger Elena scene and the final scene. You think that that yeah. conversation but, happened? But I don't me... buy that. To me, that doesn't work with the first scene of Lancel in this season because he has already said that he has um, repented for his sins, exactly. and the only the only person that he could repent to, uh, who is you know amidst the sparrows, is the High Sparrow. So in that sense, he has. It, it, I took it that he had already confessed by the time he approached Cersei in episode one, and that the High Sparrow essentially went along with Cersei as far as he needed to in order to get to in the, into the position that he was able to get into. Uh, and once that was achieved, he sort of revealed her the truth about her incestuous relationship with Lancel to her, and yeah. 
that's that's how I took it. Because otherwise, you know, Lancel has the first time we see him this season, he has already been kind of, uh, yeah, convinced by by the faith. Um, and yeah, that to me that that always indicates like he has already given away his his secrets to someone within the faith. Um, and yeah. The, the High Sparrow has been very nice with, with Cersei the entire time. He has, you know, been very, very complimentary. And he said, you know, I, you know, I, of course, you know, made a father judge, you know, the sinners justly and that sort of thing. Um, and he's never questioned her directly, which to me indicate, indicated the whole time that he was aware of her own faults and her own sins. Um and yeah, so to me, this this was essentially him telling her, yeah, I knew all along because the guy um, who is within your family has told me this already, and I'm going to show him to you because I'm I want you to know that that this was what undid you essentially, yeah. and that's I mean that, that to me that's a that's a very good thing. I mean that that's that's a very very good change from the book because in the book essentially he only finds out after he tortures the kettle black. Exactly. He doesn't know though. He doesn't know the entire time, um, so it might be a change from the books. But I think if you see it that way, it can still work. I would say it arguably arguably works better because then the first scene of Lancel in the season makes sense. Otherwise, it doesn't. For me, it still makes sense. It's it's just. <laughs> But uh, that's just another thing. I, I, think I, I, I have to say, uh, because I'm in complete agreement with Beric on this, and I think it's actually, you know, I, ha I really, I, I hadn't even thought of it from, from the perspective that Patrick is saying. And if Beric and I and Patrick can have these totally different views on what's happening, it actually is kind of bad storytelling on the part of the TV show. If there's these two really divergent and in some cases quite mutually exclusive views on the whole plot, that's actually kind of poor. Um, I wouldn't say that because it essentially it means that you can read it in different ways, and so you might you might find you might be able to find arguments to support uh, a different a different side. Um, we don't know exactly w what the details are. I mean, we don't we haven't seen Lancel outside of you know some scenes with the the faith militant and uh, the first scene with Cersei. So we don't know what he's been doing. We don't know what he's been telling. We only know that he told Cersei that he felt bad about, you know, he, he wanted to atone for his sins or he had, that he had atoned for his sins, uh, which included him leading, leading her into an incestuous relationship. So, I mean, probably he might, he might have some, some blame as well. Um, and yeah, playing a part in murdering the king. I'm sure that the latter won't hold up under scrutiny because essentially all, all they did was, was make the wine strong and have Robert drink a lot when, you know, and then the boar killed him. So I don't think that Cersei will be convicted on, on those charges because the evidence is just not strong enough um, to, to connect her directly to Robert's death. Uh, because, you know, it's, it's, it's still, you know, it's still only wine. It wasn't poison or anything like that. So, you know, it wasn't, um, a direct murder of the king. They, they were essentially hoping that he would die on uh, during the hunt. But um, yeah, the to me it's it, it. I mean, if if a plot has has multiple interpretations, that's not a bad thing. To me, that that shows the the different layers 
that are possible and the different sides that you can come at the at the story from. So yeah. Well, I'm not saying I'm not saying that there aren't things that should be open to multiple interpretations. I think it's just poor characterization. If we're just if Beric and I are seeing that you know Lancel was already confessed at the beginning, then uh, it, it's just. I personally, I, I how, how is it bad characterization? Because it makes sense from the plot perspective if he has already confessed and that the Sparrow has essentially waited until now to to uh, to be in a position of power uh, in order to act on on Cersei. Because before that, he couldn't do anything against her. Before that, he was just a, a commoner who didn't have any influence whatsoever. So I mean, he might have known about it because everyone knows about uh, Jamie and Cersei, and so he might have had some suspicions already. It's it's just that Lancel confirmed the whole thing, and you know because Lancel ha has not been with Olena in this episode, but with the High Sparrow, I don't think that the uh, that Littlefinger was talking about Lancel actually. That's, I agree. You know, maybe maybe our other two yeah, well, uh, talkers want to pipe in on this because yeah. they think differently. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah, I well I was kind of confused because I thought um, Littlefinger was talking about Lancel, but I also thought beforehand that Lancel had already confessed to the High Sparrow. So I was just very confused by this episode. And <laughs> I think I'll find out like next week what, or in two days maybe, because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we're actually yeah. recording this very late. Um, yeah. But next episode, I think we'll get hopefully an explanation. And if they don't explain it, then that's bad storytelling because we have different opinions on what Littlefinger meant. Yeah, I mean, but that's a good thing because usually we were saying like we know everything that Littlefinger is thinking and doing. Now we sort of don't know what his game is, so which is, you know, might be might be a better thing. Well, um, part partly yes and partly no because he's still like explaining things to Olena, and he's not keeping things to himself. But yeah, he's and, honest and, about so his. So Olena is supposed to know what he's talking about. Yeah, and other than that. This is a different sort of storytelling than you have in the books. Uh, TV shows usually have to be a bit more obvious on on certain stuff, unless they'll, yeah, if the plot line will go over the head of, of maybe half of the audience, as it might have done. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, so in that sense, I feel like. If it's really, if we're really that divided, if everyone is as divided as we are on on this, then yes, they need to be a yeah. bit more precise on on what they're I, doing. I, I don't think that. I mean, I don't think that Lancer would have essentially ended up being in the faith militant unless he had confessed everything. I think. I think the whole the facts behind what why you're why somebody feels the, the one way and some feels the other way is besides yeah. the point. It's not so much what what uh, what arguments you can do for both sides. If there are enough arguments for both sides, then that's not a good storytelling for for a TV show. That would be really good good storytelling for a book, but not so much for a TV show. Why? I agree. I agree with Patrick on that. I think it's it's actually better to have. I mean, I do. I didn't like the ending of Breaking Bad because it wanted to tell me how to feel and what to think. And that's 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 to me that's bad storytelling because then I'm not allowed to read into it what I want to read into it. But there's a middle ground, I think. Yeah. Do we do we want to talk about the Olena Sparrow this discussion at all? Because it's uh, actually really interesting that she got uh, put down a notch. 
the only thing I want to say is that I think it, we don't really have to discuss it. I think it explained itself quite well, and I just thought that it was an amazing yeah. scene. Just mm. so well acted, it was incredible. Yeah, essentially because it's like there's something that it brings up something that has sometimes been ignored. It's that, you know, essentially the sparrow has uh, the interests of the poor people in mind, which is not something that you generally find in the characters on the show. So, um, yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, we have seen him uh, be among the poor people and feeding them, and etc., and, and sort of doing what what would be chari- charitable work and that's sort of, that's actually um fairly relevant to what to what his his thought process is i think um but yeah he also talks about the seven pointed star right um so that they're going to Laura's and Marjorie are going to get punished accordingly so they might have to look into that book and see what the punishment is for you know homosexuality and and lying and you know but uh, and perjury yeah okay uh, <laughs> if you want to use those terms but um yeah they also talk about in the last in in Cersei's scene with the sparrow they talk about the mother's mercy as well which is going to be relevant because the last episode is called the mother's is called mother's mercy um so we shall see no. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I like the scene with Elena and the High Sparrow because it was um, was kind of a, a translation of the scene between Cersei and the High Sparrow and the Sept in the books when he's scrubbing the floors. Yeah. But um, it was even more interesting, I think, because he was putting down Elena, which is Harder. like we're used to rooting for Elena and. Mm. Like when she has scenes with Cersei, we're more on Elena's side than on Cersei's. But this time, we kind of also get to see Elena in this light that she's a privileged, rich person who doesn't have the interests of the poor in mind. She only has the interests of her family. Yeah. And so we see this little contrast, and I like that. I think that's a good point. I didn't mm. think about it specifically that way. For me, the whole scene just proved to me that the high spirit does know and does condone what what the uh, the sparrows do because he's uh, kind of saying you know well we'll we'll get you if you if you just go against us we're enough people to get you but you're not mm. enough people to to get yeah. all of us uh, yeah and, and he wants just he, he, he wants justice right so justice yeah. can come in many forms but he, but in he, his he, mind right yeah he's saying that that it might go to violence and if he's he's a pacifist he wouldn't say it like that mm. no he's a he's a very he's a devout person and very honest person about his his beliefs right it's a sort of saying yeah i this is what this is what i do this is what i work work for um and yeah i, I think this is a much harder case to to crack for for all these people who are essentially assuming that everyone has a hidden motive, but the High Sparrow seems to wear his motive on his sleeve. So yeah. there's no there's no angle to come at him. You know, no. she can't bribe him, bribe him or anything. So no, but no, but he is still saying that he actually does condone what. The yeah, it is seems doing. like he will that he will condone it. It's just that you know he's he's saying. I mean, I think he's he's being honest about that in that moment as well. You know, he essentially admits. You know, if the if the many stop stop fearing the few, then you know he leaves it open to it. He leaves it open because he doesn't finish. Uh, but the implication is, you know, there is there is a possibility for violence. Um, and 
yeah, it's, it's sort of these these uh, peasant revolts that that sort of hark back to the Middle Ages, like, and and that's you know, it's it's a interesting storytelling uh, point. I think that you know, if if we're moving it, moving into a, a theocracy in King's Landing in season six, and it, it might be it might be actually really interesting. Um, but we'll have to see how 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 Sir Robert Strong factors into all of this, right? Um, because we haven't seen him for a while. Uh, so we haven't seen Kyburn at all re- for a few episodes, actually. Yeah, but I guess we'll since since uh, Cersei is in in jail now, and since she sent pretty much everyone away, the only the only person who she can trust. Uh, halfway is is Kyburn, right? So that's what yeah. she does in the books yeah. too. I mean, he comes to her and he sends letters to Jamie, um, and to Kevin, and to Kevin. Um, but that's also something like you know how will Jamie react to this? Like, um, I mean, I, we know how Kevin reacts in the book, but um, yeah. it's 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 interesting how uh, because Tommen on the show has has now sort of been more uh, proactive at least in his intentions. So. Does that mean that he will do something when he finds out that his mother has also been taken captive, or is he just going to remain uh, indecisive uh, and willing to compromise? Well, uh, I mean, maybe that's one of the good things to finish off the King's Landing discussion with is that we did actually get, uh, you know, and uh, and Patrick already alluded to it. He had a very Joffrey-esque moment this week, which is sort of yeah. the first. And, you know, it's very unlike Tom from the books yeah. because, of course, he's a little boy in the books. But, you know. But, but you got talked out of it, essentially, by his mother, who says, yeah, I would do everything. But... I would do everything for you. I would burn cities to the ground for you to make you happy. And what makes him happy is to free Marjorie, right? And she doesn't burn cities to get her out. So in yes. that sense, he would have to recognize she doesn't actually want to do this. Right. And um, that's. I, I, I guess it's it's part of Cersei's own, uh, you know, deluded idea of what she what she feels about her children, you know, and um, that she loves them. And essentially, she loves them because they are a reflection of herself and her love for her brother. And that's that's mainly it. It's, it's entirely narcissistic, in, uh, from what I understand. But she might be, uh, she might convince herself that she actually loves her children. You know, like actual people. But if she really did, she wouldn't have undermined Tommen like this. In the yeah, first I think I think she point. loves her children, but she hates Marjorie more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which I, was also I a agree. great scene, which we might actually need to talk about as well, right? When when Marjorie essentially tells her off. That's that's yeah. Great moment. That's great her. acting from Marjorie. Yeah. We haven't seen her like that before. No. But she's great from the books, by the way. It was, I think, almost an exact quote how she told off, how she sent Cersei away uh, and that's a that's another very good moment in the books and I like how how you see Marjorie finally turn on her mm. and I thought it was very well done it was a good scene as well lots of good scenes Marjorie finally snapped yeah yeah I mean that, I mean it would be obvious because she has been really I mean she she hasn't been underhanded in the way that other characters have have been right she hasn't actually killed anyone as far as I remember she hasn't really hurt anyone physically as far as I know so yeah she she sort of tried to play the game in a way that wouldn't hurt um, anyone directly um, yeah. I guess that, that to, so to, to be rewarded 
for that uh, for 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 that restraint in that way must be pretty frustrating essentially especially because Cersei then comes in and says you know uh, oh yeah my son needs me now more than ever and you know we'll get we do everything to get you out and that's also something she, um, because Marjorie essentially tells her you're not good at at you know honest feelings you're not good at being kind and and you know and and compassionate and that sort of thing so so yeah essentially portraying Cersei as a sociopath she's always been and if there was any doubt I don't think that the show has you know whitewashed Cersei to the extent that some people might say they did because she's she I mean this is still pretty evil stuff on her part right it's not yeah, I don't think there's yeah. been a whitewash of Cersei at all. No, it's because I, I because I know how how Ilio and Linda feel about uh, the character on the show. So it's, it's yeah. Like, well, yeah. she just yeah. talks more about her children and yeah, and that she, she will has write. a couple personal stories that kind of make it tear up. But on the whole, she's still the same Cersei. Exactly. Yeah, and she, especially she gets a last dig in at Marjorie when she says, you know. Sleep well, sister, or something like that. Because Marjorie yeah. always told her, how should I call you, sister or mother? You know, that sort of thing. Where she sort of throws that, throws that comment back at her, you know, essentially to, to jab one last time at Marjorie. Um, so she's yeah, final moment of glory. Yeah, and then she sort of gets thrown in jail, you know, and the scepters, I mean, they were really tall, right? Really, really impressive. Um, and so, yeah. They, I mean, empty threats from Cersei, obviously, because she can't do anything. And the, I mean, I like that the episode makes that clear, right? She's sort of mm. behind bars. She doesn't, she doesn't have any leverage. She's, she sent everyone away who can possibly right. get her out or want to get her out, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I know that some people have said, you know, why don't the gold cloaks come in and essentially liberate her from these fanatics? Yeah. I mean. Any final thoughts on King's Yeah. Line? Yeah. yeah. Very good. Uh, Very good this week. Well, yeah, maybe, maybe not. I don't, I don't completely agree. Um, I would say still that that well, uh, yeah, I have a few notes to what's been said. Uh, as as of now, uh, the uh, I don't think that Cersei is a specifically a sociopath. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. I think I think uh, she is haunted by what she's learned in in when she was a child, and yes, she did some pretty horrendous things, but uh, I don't think she's a sociopath actually, and I don't uh, just because I do think she can, you know, she if, can't if, empathize. If, I think she can. I think she can. Where where do we see that? Uh, well, she's just well, she has. This this love for her kids, and I'm not. Sh I'm pretty sure it's not just uh, her being seeing her reflections of herself. If she if she can f have feelings for them and and want the best for them and and feel sadness when they don't uh, f have the best for them, then then she does feel empathy for something. Uh, but she essentially took Marjorie away from Tom and knowing that it would make him sad, right? And she well, still. Well, as a parent, sometimes you take toys away from 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 kids, or or a bitty, or something like that. No, I, I mean, oh, wow. I mean, I mean this seriously. That mm. sometimes, as a parent, you might do stuff that that not might not make them happy right here and then, right here and now, but you'll do it so they'll have a better life afterwards. 
Yeah, except that here it's another human being that's sort of on the line, whose whose life is on the line there, which it makes the difference. I, I mean, I would agree in other circumstances, but it's like if if as a parent you say I I I essentially try to break up the marriage of my kid, right? Because yeah. I'm not happy with the person that they married. You know, that sounds horrible when when I say it like that, right? It's it's. I mean, if if any of us did that to our own children, that would, people would say, "What's your problem?" Like, you know, how what what what's wrong with you? Why why can't you happy? Why can't you be happy for your yeah, child? Yeah, this is this is modern times. There's a diff, quite a big difference between a medieval society where actually arranged marriages is something that you can do and and you can uh, absolve marriages on on specific stuff and and maybe even make sure that you're not married to a person very long if 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 it doesn't suit you with suit with the uh the house's standing or something like that so i think this is difference there that you have to have to think about that uh yeah but it doesn't make any strategic sense either in this sense because she she has to rely on the torrels because otherwise they become their they become her enemy we in the book we sort of get the notion of Cersei makes big moves in her mind that everyone else would probably say are bad decisions and they're gonna backfire on her. Same. And, and so at some point they do, and it's you know it's something where you, where you go, yeah, I, I yeah. can't see this coming from a mile away. It's gonna bite you, and it yeah, it does. I, I've been thinking a bit about it, and yes, you're right that some of them must are are bad decisions she's making but then again even if if Cersei is deposed by the Tyrells what will happen then will will uh, Marjorie be let out no she'd probably be get the same punishment as as before so that yeah, wouldn't help Tom, anyone but Tommen is still king uh, even I mean, even if they have suspicions that he is a bastard of in, born of incest between Jamie and Cersei, there is no proof of that. So, Tommen would still remain king on the throne as long as there is no proof of his. Uh, yeah, but that's not my point. Yeah, I mean, what will the Tyrells get out of it of deposing Cersei specifically? Uh, well, they, 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 won't, they won't actually get any help uh, with the with the situation with Marjorie. Mm. That that will still be the same. Yeah, uh, but if but they can still. I mean, you know, if if someone like Cersei is a thorn in your side, then you you know you want to remove that first before you make the situation better for for the people of your own of your own group, right? Maybe it's like it's like Olena would probably want to get Cersei out of you know a position of power where she can harm her her and her house, right? That's that's probably her primary concern and then she she sort of will try to make sure that that marjorie and loris get freed you know maybe maybe this is all just conjecture and speculation yeah we we don't know anything about yeah let's just move on um so any last thoughts about anything here um nope let's move on yes okay okay so uh, let's go to Winterhell, um, and as last time, Literally. yeah, well, it's, it's, it is winter, Winterhell, living yeah. in the winter, want to hell. Yeah, so Sansa tries to solicit help from Theon, but there is no Theon, only Reek, and 
Yeah, well, I get here a little note that I need to just note that Stannis is a good father as well. But, uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, I guess that goes without saying. Um, so, first of all, Sansa. Mm-hmm. She's been she's apparently been raped for a week now. Uh, uh, she's been abused. I don't. I've, I've, I, she's been abused. Does does he regularly do the same thing? Yeah, that's um, what that's what she's implying. Yeah. She's just oh. lying that it's happening yeah. every night. Yeah, but I'm. But at least that's you know sort of showing the consequences of you know what happened last week. Because if if it hadn't been like that, I would have I would have said you know the the scene from last week was not relevant at all. But it's apparently had an impact. You know, on the story and on the character, yeah. so it's it's actually you know integrated into the plot, into the I story. Was, I thought it was nice that the consequence from last week is that Sansa is looking to Theon for help, and he actually tries to help her by going to the tower, and then well, Ramsay's sitting in that tower obviously because he's a psychopath, but he, there is like this development between Sansa and Theon that we kind of hope that they're going to escape together one day okay. yeah and it seems like she's likely to save him because she's she's trying to get him back you know from from wherever his yeah. mind went and i i think that's that's i mean she she is the proactive one here because she's essentially taking steps to um ensure her own freedom yes and, and, but she's and also, I, I, she also can't act on it because she's locked yeah. up in that room Sure, she's acting through a proxy, but that's better. I mean, that's better than doing nothing and feeling feeling sorry for yourself. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think we were meant to to think for a moment that he went up the right tower, but es- but essentially there was an editing trick where you don't see where he goes. We just see him moving up some stairs, and then he arrives at Ramsey's door. So I assume the uh, he went directly to Ramsey. Because he's essentially afraid of repercussions if if anything happens, so yeah. he doesn't want to. Yeah, and that's also you know that's also people people were saying oh you know last week's last scene was about him and you know him coming back from from that awful place that he's in and and I don't think you know at least this week we got disproven on that. So it wasn't actually a moment that was building him he was sort of more a proxy for us the audience um and well, well let's just let's just yeah. first address and the here, whole yeah. the whole thing that that Alex, you thought that that uh, that ramsey was just waiting in the in the tower yeah in brand's tower mm. you mean in brand's tower yeah yeah that's what i think that i thought that was what the yeah. scene was for, but that, but that's, but that's tower is is partly, I mean, it's partly in ruins, isn't it? Yes, yeah, so it's, it's not. It's, there's no one in. There's no one usually in there. And well, except the for chambers, Jamie and Cersei in the first yeah, episode. Yeah, I mean. but it, but the but Ramsay's chambers were way too uh, cozy and and you know, for 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 that to be the same tower. Yeah, yeah, I probably have to rewatch. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel like that's another another thing. If you if you get get that wrong and that and so wrong that you would think that it's it's also well it it might confuse more people than that than just you. Uh, I, and, I agree. Well, all I, the I, people that I've talked to about this episode also thought it was the broken tower. God, that's bad because I didn't get that at all. Maybe they should have established it better that that he went. No, they they, they, they had this. No, I think it was deliberate. It was it was to fool us. 
because yeah, they, but then, because I mean, Sansa it was... told him to go up the tower, and then he goes up a tower, but we don't know. Yeah, when, I know. I, which I get, I get the editing trick that they did, but then they should have mm-hmm. established it better that he did not actually go to the broken tower. Because if if Alex and all her friends are getting this idea, then again, it's not they're not telling the story right. Because if if the story is is that he he ignored Sansa's warning and went straight to to tattle on her to Ramsay, then make that clear. No, it's not that he goes straight to straight to Ramsay. He looks at the tower first. He looks at the broken tower first yeah. because we are meant to we are meant to think that he at least considers it, but then he decides against it because he's afraid essentially of the consequences. Yeah. But, no, I yeah, mean having it's... having having the nice edit work is fine. Just make it clear that what what you're trying to tell him that maybe this is what I was also trying to get at when we were discussing the whole land cell or all of our thing. I mean. You ha- you're trying to tell a story here. Tell it well. Don't tell it half-assed and have all these wild and contradictory things appearing in people's Why? minds because, because you're not actually telling are... the story right. No, contradictory things are actually uh, part of the story, though. It's like different interpretations of things. Several minutes later... What is not clear is what actually happened, and it would be nice to have some clarity on what happened. Anyway, check a screwdriver or whatever Sansa picked up on the barrel. Or, I don't know what yeah. it was. Yeah. So, um, yeah, who do you think she's going to use it on? <laughs> Ramsey or Theon? <laughs> I don't know. Could Why not be both? both. Could be. <laughs> or maybe yeah? she's going she's just going to use it to escape. Have like oh, a, yeah. like a tool to get to, out of the door. Oh, get out of her room. Get yeah. out of her room, right? You know, open the door and stuff. Yeah. I think it would be nice now that now that Patrick's saying that she might escape. It would be a good character moment for Sansa if she manages to light the candle herself. Because yeah, I think she, I think they're not putting Brienne up in the north for her to do nothing. Yeah. So I mean, I think we are going to have you know Brienne attempt at least a rescue. Whether she's successful is another thing. Uh, but I think we're going to get that, and I hope for Sansa that she manages to get to the broken tower, hopefully the right tower. And light the candle that she does that herself, that this is her taking control of her destiny once again. That would be good. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I think the, the reason that Brienne is in the north is because Stannis is there. So that, that too. That may, may, well, it can be why, more than one reason. Yeah, of course. Um, so, yeah, she's she's going to... And that's why I think the um, Sansa story... I mean, the Sansa character has not been changed in in a way that people have suggested because she is now she has to rely entirely on herself because she can't rely on Theon as well so if she want if she's going to get out at this point because the old woman is dead um then she's going to have to do it on her own and through her own agency and that sort of thing so it's like you know there's no out for her except if she if she manages to do it by herself which you know is at least more than what hap- what Sansa does at the moment in the books, right? Because in the books, she's still playing into Littlefinger's plan of marrying Harry the heir and that sort of thing. She's still a pawn to some to some extent because you know she can't say no to the plan. Um, yeah. yeah. So we'll see. We'll see where it goes for Sansa. I I'm optimistic about it. Uh, I know that some people are less thrilled about the developments, especially since last episode. So. Well, well, I, th- was... I, th- I think I think com- combine that with the fact that Sansa now knows uh, that John, John controls the wall. I mm-hmm. think that there's that's a, pl- a at least a plausible story that she's now thinking of a way to get out, maybe get Brienne's help, 
and then flee for the wall. I think that. But she doesn't know that Brienne is behind the rescue uh, that that the old woman planned, right? No, but she she does no, still know. No, but she knows that someone's out there to to help her with the camera. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, and and the and she I don't think she thinks that the old woman was supposed the one who's supposed to <laughs> rescue her. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I yeah. Yeah. That's um, good. But it, also, she digs. You get some digs in uh, with Ramsey, right? She, yeah. She's, yeah, but that's his word. That's that's the kind of that's the word that you that you usually don't say around him. Yeah, yeah. Being I was a like, bastard, <gasps> no, like, no don't, say, don't don't say that. No, um, I, I I like that. I like the whole idea that he's like, okay, I'll give her that one because right after this, I'm gonna give it to her. She's gonna yeah. get. She's gonna be completely devastated because I killed her little friend. Friend, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, that's that's yeah and you know she also makes the point because um that's not something that other people have mentioned in the outside of king's landing uh except for maybe stannis right that that it's um that tommen is a bastard so it's it's something that people i th- i would think in king's landing would know but uh beyond that is it's you know i know that stannis sent, sent some letters around in season in season two right but uh Still, it's. I mean, Sansa um, would not. Uh, I mean, unless she was she was perceptive, she wouldn't have picked up on this, right? So she. That's it's, it's, a bastard. Yeah, I mean, she she doesn't. She wouldn't have known unless she she had you know uh, figured it out by herself, right? I think because... it's meant. I think it's meant to be common knowledge in in the world that at least Stannis is saying that they're bastards, not yeah, necessarily yeah. that everyone believes Stannis. I mean, obviously, Stannis. Yeah, but she. But she's. Yeah, but Stannis is saying something. People might still say, "Well, that's just because he's, uh, you know, he's a rival pretender to the throne." But no, then that's—I mean, it happens that that Sansa believes this to be the truth, and it actually is also the truth. Um, because people uh, who who don't know the book, who don't know the books, they—I mean, there are lots of people who don't like Sansa because you know they they feel like she's not, you know, not perceptive or, or something like that which i feel is not the case here you know because at least she's she she knows that she she picked up on the fact that ramsey is not happy with the kid coming along very soon oh that's a good point and so um yeah. she's using that to to hurt him you know maybe to uh most likely to get back at him for you know abusing her and that sort of thing right it's it's uh because yeah. i don't think that Rose would 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 actually like um, Ramsey killing his his uh, new son on the show. I know that in the books he doesn't care, but in the show it might it might be different. So we'll 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 see if if Ramsey messes up. Um, yeah, I, I kind of felt like it it harkened back to the uh, the uh, Battle of the Blackwater where she uh, she oh yeah wishes good luck for uh, for yeah. for mm. yeah for Joffrey. Yeah, it's like. Well, shouldn't you go be out there and killing all the men and stuff like that? Shouldn't be out there. She's goading. She was goading him to, to go out and get himself killed. Yeah. Uh, so, so does that mean that she's trying to get Ramsay to kill to kill the baby and so then that get so he gets killed. yes to get himself killed by his father? Right. It's it's you know it's very easy for that to happen because on the on the show at least kinslaying is not is not like the big deal that it is in the books. So. Yeah. Um, but, but the problem would be for for Ruth, if you're gonna think think about it, yeah, that that if if 
the one son kills the other son, and uh, as it is now, Fat Walder is gonna die with him if if she if he's gonna cut, gonna kill him while she's yeah, pregnant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then then if then Roos kills Ramsey, then there's no heirs left. Yeah, I don't think Roos would kill Ramsey as yeah. retribution he would, he because would, he would not be ple- he would pleased. he would rather have an heir than yeah. uh. punish Ramsey. But isn't that, I mean, the fact that in the books he sort of sends him out with the phrase to encounter Stannis, isn't that also so, sort of like hoping that he will die? Uh, yeah. Fighting as a, you know, in a, so that he doesn't actually have to kill him. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, it's, it's you know, there, there are theories out there that say that Rose Bolton is a, is a, immortal is a is an immortal vampire or something like that it's, it's like you know it's it's that sort of thing where you say well if he's if he if he is potentially immortal because he you know uh then would he care about having any ass at all you know that's that's yeah thing. i don't think but he's immortal that's not, but no i don't that's think not. he's overly preoccupied with ramsey's safety no sure no in but, the books their relationship is far more ambiguous i think mm-hmm. Or at least. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, we get sort of the idea that Ramsey is disposable um, because he's. I mean, Roos is not happy about what Ramsey does in the books because he do, he doesn't want to draw attention to himself, um, and yeah, he he also threatens him. You know, don't make me rude a day. I raped your mother and that sort of thing. It's it's. I think there's a there's an animosity in the books as well, where um, on the show. Ramsey is much more dependent on Roos, on Roos's approval. It it will be interesting to see where it goes from here because obviously next season we're going beyond the published book material. Um, hopefully but, not. Hopefully not. <laughs> hopefully not. But George is working hard on that. He's yes, trying he to is. yeah trying to get in my mind. Him. He's working very hard right now. So Anyone have what... any thoughts? Final thoughts on this winter hell before we move on to the other winter hell? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lots of snow, much more than last year. Like we are, I finally we get it, we're getting there. Finally, finally we're getting some some winter in in you know in a show that has has sort of always talked about it, but never actually shown it. So Ramsey makes the point. Yeah, we Northerners we're sort of used to this. Stannis isn't, so we're gonna yeah. probably prevail. And the Boltons have Winterfell, which is a very uh, is a castle that's very difficult to take. So mm. um, unless, unless you like twenty guys. <laughs> I mean, you can. I mean, that's 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 the ironborn way. Um, but yeah, I, mm. I, yeah, I, I understand. It's it's it's. it's all, I mean, at the time, it was not manned. And no, Sir so stupid know, Roderick Cassell isn't guarding yeah, it. Yeah, no one, <laughs> no, no one expected, no one expected anything. The, so the that was Spanish Inquisition, or, or yeah, no one expects the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> no, no one expects the Greyjoy Inquisition. Yeah. Oh, so, I sort of yeah, hope exactly. we get the damp hair next year. Uh, oh, maybe something could. for the after show. Yeah. Yeah. So, for after show. so I just, I just come up. We, we need to, there's need to, needs to be a, a Christmas film about this specific scene about, uh, or this part of, of, uh, Stannis' storyline, something like, uh, uh, oh, in so winter wonder, yeah, some, winter wonderland, winter, 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 winter let wonder it snow, hell. let it snow, let it snow. No, no. Winter wonder hell. It's like <laughs> in the snow. People burning, something like that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All people right. Play. People. Play. I'll try to write that one for next year. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, so yeah, the other winter hell. Yeah. Um, 
I don't think we're going to get the battle this year. I'm just going to say it right now. This is like, it's going to be in the books. We're going to go right up until the battle and then we're going to cut off. Yeah, I hope we don't get the battle this year because I really want to read it first. <laughs> but we can, yeah. I mean, if, if they start next year with a battle, that would be interesting, right? Yeah. If they have in the first two episodes, I mean, if they have, if they keep the Battle of Marine also, like if they have the Battle of fire in the first episode of next year and battle of ice in the second episode of next year that would be actually really cool and then they wouldn't they're... have any budget left for any of the <laughs> i don't no, think they're those. doing a battle of fire because no, I'm, I'm we don't have any armies oh, going yeah. to marine mm -hmm. we only have yeah. the internal struggle in marine unless his that reveals that he lied about about young kai <laughs> might be maybe but, no, but it's, it's was uh, anyway, I think, oh, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, yeah. the whole I think the whole Yunkai uh, thing is 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 dead at least in the show. But I yeah, I, I sure. think uh, so. I'm with Alex on that. I do think, however, that I, I thought that we would be getting the Battle of Winterfell resolved. But now with the the next episode being a big battle, yeah. and what they Winterfell still have to do with Dasnak's pit and with uh, King's Landing, I actually think I, I I'd always thought they would resolve it. But I think we're going to be. Uh, we're going to have the it'd be a cliffhanger just like in the books and because i, I also know that some people some answer some some show only watches they are looking forward to the battle of winterfell oh, and it's like oh sweet summer boy. children sweet summer children yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like you know you know nothing uh, so so maybe maybe john and, and Tormund is just going the wrong way and they actually end up at winterfell and, they, <laughs> and that's actually the, the battle we see next bruce bolton is the lord of bones is that a new? Uh, uh, well, he, why uh, not? <laughs> why couldn't yeah. he? he? He flays people. Why can't he just save up the yeah. bones as well? Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's apparently skeleton skeleton hands like holding uh, the the um, torches in in the Dreadfort, right? That sort of thing. It's like Halloween town. Crackpot <laughs> yeah. theory number five. If, yeah. <laughs> Okay. So maybe to just get into the into Stannis. the actual actual Stannis scene. So we yes. have we yes. have first of all the the desertion is happening. So they're actually playing that. I I actually didn't think that they would have the slog in the snow, but they are doing that. True and to the, the books. The stormcrows left. The stormcrows left. Yeah, they should Which, be in Yukai actually, but that's yeah. a whole different matter. <laughs> so Melisandre is is uh, suggesting that uh, they might uh, use Shireen as a uh, as a boost. To uh, to their campaign. Yep. Ah, poor Shireen. Poor Stannis Shireen. doesn't like this at all. This. Stannis doesn't like this at all. It's it's you know the idea of uh, sacrificing. So he even suggests like leeches, and they they reference Gendry. You know how long has it been <laughs> since they referenced Gendry? Um, but um, so Gendry. Lives. Yeah, they, they, apparently leeching isn't enough. Hashtag. So does so. It, does she want to sacrifice her in a different way? Um, does she need to burn her entirely? Um, I mean, to me, if if Stannis dies and they resurrect Stannis by burning Shireen, that would be pretty interesting as a twist. But um, I'm not, uh... you know, because it's it's it seems like the sort of thing that that you know what happened, especially with resurrection being a big thing in the law of faith. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah, I sort of I don't Thoros know. doesn't need king's blood to resurrect no, people. No, he doesn't need but maybe king's that's the way that only, maybe, maybe, maybe that's the only way that Melisandre is able to do it because she doesn't actually, you know, have the same kind of powers that uh, Thoros of Mira has. Mm. This is getting awfully confusing. 
Yeah. 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 <laughs> but it's 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 still a big deal that he tells her that he tells her to get out, which means that this That's is going to be the the first breakdown of their of their quasi relationship. Um, oh, it's, I, it's, I thought there was a lot of breakdowns before that. Her refusing him <laughs> sex like multiple times. Oh yeah. Is not good for his uh, view of her. I think. Yeah. I think he he if he doesn't get what he wants in that in that part of their relationship, it, it will very yeah. soon become tainted in the other parts as well. And yeah. and I think this might actually be more like the final straw than the first the, the first yeah. thing. Yeah, the final straw, yeah. Um it's also interesting that Davos is wrong is is wrong in his advice for for once. And I think that's maybe to show that Stannis is completely capable of making rational decisions by himself without having to listen to Davos for advice um, all the time. And, you know, if Davos was right all the time, it would get, you know, a bit unrealistic, uh, unrealistic right? It's, it's you know, he's, he's still a simple man. He's not, he's not someone who is, you know, a big strategist. And, you know, camping out at, at Castle Black is not really uh, an ideal situation if you have to stay there for for a couple of years, right? So, um yeah, not 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 a good move. So Stannis is, I think, is right in this in this decision because even though Ramsay might feel like the Northerners are hardened people, the men that Stannis has are fighting to survive the winter. So they, you know, they know that if they go back, then they then they're dead. So they they might fight harder if they, you know, if they go forward. They might actually, they might actually win just because they're more determined to survive. That's what I'm saying. Maybe I, I think still think that uh, a northerner in in its in his environment that knows about winter and knows how to survive winter is still a lot more valuable than than the southerner that just wants doesn't want to die of of cold. Yeah, and yeah. see, we also get the idea that Stannis doesn't see. I mean, he was at least in season three. He had told that he had told Davos. About the battle he saw in in the fires, right? The battle in the snow, uh, and here he does seem to be more doubtful of what he has seen in the in the fires. So it's it's. I mean, he's uh, as as we said, there has been a progression at least to to the point where he's more questioning what 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 she throws at him, and um, we also for the first time get the idea that uh, her mission. And his mission to become king are actually, you know, one com- one com- well, one is necessary for the other because if he be- if he becomes king, then he can unite the seven kingdoms to go fight the others. But you know, lots of show only watchers that I listened to, they they sort of f- uh, felt up until this point that Stannis, you know, wants to be king because he wants to be king, not because he wants to uh, fight the others as-, as a result of it. But apparently. Both are both are related to each other here. Good points. Yeah. Good points. I I feel like um, you're right that at least in a point for me that 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 uh, Stannis is uh, yeah is becoming his own person uh, for the first time in like yeah all the seasons uh, he's he's not depending on somebody else to do his to make the choices for him. And that's also how I felt, like in, well, yeah, in the end of of uh, of book five, that he was getting there. 
he was getting to be his own commander again because he is one of the best best commanders in in the seven realms apparently but uh both in the books and in in the show it's he's in depending a lot on other people's advice f for a long time uh so yeah i like the difference i like, like that they're doing this as well kind of giving him more agency mm -hmm. yeah so uh, so what do, what do the lord bolton banners mean does that mean victory or defeat for stannis because you know that situation could happen in in either case i think I, I don't think we're meant to know what it, exactly it means at this stage, but I mean, I think we can all safely assume that the series won't end with the Boltons ruling Winterfell. No, probably so, not. But I mean, it is, of course, ambiguous whether it's Stannis who does the lowering of the banners or whether it's, you know, like we might have in the books that it's Littlefinger moving up north with, with Sansa. I mean, it could yeah. be anything. I, I don't think it's meant to be definitive on... on on what who actually does the lowering of the banners, but yeah, do we also think that maybe Stannis might die before any battle starts? Oh gosh, well, to be honest, I I can't I can't I don't I can't even figure that out to be honest. Because <laughs> <laughs> at least I know that Liam Cunningham has said in interviews that at least the Stannis situ I mean the Stannis situation is going to get really really uh difficult this year and the you know at least towards the end of the season so um yeah it's going to be really uh really a big about apparently there's a big moment that happens with with that group of people this year which well maybe will, the burning of shireen yeah i would i would hope that that's not the case because oh, i hope so too I mean, but uh, i think it might just because we might hope it doesn't happen doesn't mean it won't yeah i think i think that was my one before i think i think that was might save just like he uh, might try to save her just like he tried to save gendry right on, uh yeah sure so it's does, it's edric storm in the book yeah and edric storm in the books of course yeah but it's i'm just i'm just saying like for the show narrative i i do um, hope i do hope that if that if they are going to burn shireen or at least melisandre and or salise and or stannis are going to try and burn shireen i do hope davos tries to save shireen yeah because that, that, that be is nice. that is a very touching relationship in the books and in the show even more so in the show in fact because shireen is so cute um and i do hope that they manage to preserve that because if Stannis decides, like, oh, I mean, it's probably likely that this decision will be taken out of Stannis's hands, because you know his wife has no has no problem doing that. You know, she she might sacrifice Shireen in order to help him, and then I, he I sort of goes, "What have you done, woman?" That. It's like the idea, you know, it's it's a sort of like he doesn't realize that his wife is doing something behind his back, and then he uh, notices it too late, and he can't do anything about it. Yeah. That that's that's the likely scenario that I see. I don't think I don't see Stannis agreeing to to sacrificing Shireen on the show. You know, I don't want, I don't want to think about that. I think because yeah. uh, then it's I mean, that's, that's, that would be unrecoverable. Then you have to I mean then you essentially you have to pick your own you you have to pick your poison. You know the the guys who sacrifice their own their own daughters or the guys who flay everybody. <laughs> you know that's a that's not a real choice. Well, let's move on. Yes. To the last part, uh, Dorn. Oh, Dorn. Oh, Dorn. Uh, you. <laughs> Land of boobs. Uh, it's a love-hate. It's a love-hate uh, relationship here. 
yeah. Yeah. I I, th- I thought the, the 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 scenes were pretty okay. They they were not yeah, well, awful. Well, like, some of the scenes were made better by some <laughs> specific uh, parts of it. But uh, two, two very oh, specific oh parts you're referring to here. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. no, no I, I don't know what you're talking about, Sander. <laughs> uh, what are you referring to? Um, no, but yeah, seriously, we need to uh, just. I'm just gonna do the the. Yeah, oh, sorry. First, yes. <laughs> uh, Jamie's allowed to see Marcella, but she is now a teenager, and worse, a teenager in love. In the water garden cells, Braun is detained with the rendition of the Dornishman's wife. Tyene, in turn, entertains with parts of the Dornishman's daughter. Then the poison starts to kick in, and Braun is forced to admit the Dornish beauty or be denied the cure. Huh. Yeah, what is the point of poisoning someone and then giving him the antidote well, because she fell in it's... love with him alex because she fell in love with uh, him because no, they're, I... they're hitting they're both hitting at each other but i also uh, think it's it's there to show us that the sand snakes while they might not openly like try violence again they might find other ways to uh get rid of Marcella by yeah. trying to poison her that's it's it's yes, sort of meant to meant to show us why yeah, the, the are thing they that, saving Bron? <laughs> I mean, I think I mean I think Bron to the sand snakes. I mean, Bron is a sellsword. You know, if you if you find a way to to make it appealing to him to turn on Jamie, you can you can get his loyalty. You know, he's he's not picky. Yeah, you know, yeah he's, right now, right now he's a, in a cell. He can't do anything. Sure, he can't do anything. But I mean, for for the moment, I mean, if you. Or if you get released, you know, you you can try to to sort of win him over for the moment that you know there's the first chance to of escape or something. You know, it's it's still a possibility. I'm I'm just saying that it's it's probably to to make us see more of a side to the sand snakes that we had been given to previous uh, had been given previously because Tain actually in the book she is the one who is proficient in poisons, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah, she is. So yeah, so that's that's something that's really interesting to to you know keep in mind. We 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 knew that Oberyn was was skilled in poison in poisons, but you know now we also know that he he taught it to his offspring. So yeah. that that might be relevant for later. Um, put it in your back pocket. Um, let, let, let me give the most favorable interpretation I can put on the scene because while I agree mm-hmm. I agree that on the surface it it it's actually looks kind of stupid, but let me let me say. Let's assume that Tyene decides, or that this Tyene acting for the Sand Snakes decides that, well, okay, violence, outright violence isn't the answer. We need to be smart about this. So she knows that Bronn is with Jamie. Jamie is a Lannister. She might be thinking of seducing Bronn to get to the Lannisters, and that yeah. this is her play. That's sort of the, the favorable idea that maybe, you know, the yeah, Sand Snakes be. are learning. Mm. And if that's what it is, then I will forgive this scene. But if this turns out to be a dead end and just, you know, Tyene showing off her boobs, granted they were very nice boobs, <sighs> but if it was just boobs, then it'll be very disappointing. <laughs> but so I yeah. hope, I hope oh. that this is an end to the Sand Snakes being smarter about their revenge. Yeah, I mean, it's sort of distinct, yeah. trying to distinguish them too, because, you know, the other two in the background, they were sort of rolling their eyes. At, at Can I say the, that I yeah, like that? I yeah. like that, you know, because one of the reasons why people hated the Sand Snakes or were very disappointed in the Sand Snakes was because they were all basically Obara. And now at least 
just that little eye roll that that Nymeria and Obara had. That just it's it's a little bit of character, and I like that. Yeah. Finally, they're characters. Yeah. yeah. So good for them that they have that. And again, I just hope that this scene actually ends up going. Yeah, yeah I like your optimism, but I, I've I know kind of it's... given up on hoping for resolution. I hope. Like this. I hope. <laughs> I do think that the sun snakes are actually getting resolved because in the books, uh, they're not. You know, they. I mean, as far as I remember, George said, you know, that he's going to write the sun snakes into. I mean, they're going to have a more prominent role in the, in book six, right? That's that's. I hope so. Least, they're they're certainly got. set up for having yeah. a. Worry. So I think I think there's a reason why they introduced the sun snakes. There's, it's not just because you know they're they're uh, a group of women who who you know uh, take matters into their own hands and and that sort of thing. I think it's also because they have a relevant role later on. So that's probably why the show felt it necessary to introduce us to them. So we we might we might I mean, get them next year as well, and maybe they're I mean maybe they're going to be fleshed out a bit more. I sort of fleshed out. Also, Hello, uh, <laughs> not not in that way, but um, oh why yeah, not? Yeah. in 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 all ways. Um, Sorry, I'm but, making uh, bad jokes. Sorry. Yeah. I, 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 no, I, I like it's, it's it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a scene to make fun of. Um, I like the uh, the end to the Dornishman's wife. That's that's always good. You know, getting new songs into the show. Um, I liked the um, fact that uh, Tain was the only one enjoying the song, apparently, because that sort of distinguishes the Sand Snakes a bit more as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and possibly Jamie doesn't even have to find Bron a new a new uh, girlfriend because you know he might already you know might probably decide to stay in Dawn because he likes Dornish women. So yeah. He's probably going to stay there with uh, with the Sand Snakes. I, if, I don't know. If Tyene and Bron get it on, can their ship name be Brian? <laughs> oh, <laughs> that would be awesome. Yes, let's no, name no, it Brian. Technically, no. Brain. Technically, no. <laughs> but but it's, it's fun to to say. Yeah. But it's... so, um, but yeah, that's. I mean, other than that, it's you know, I can see why people might might say we are. It's it's gratuitous nudity. You know, but if these two if these two characters end up together, then you know I'm fine with it. Yeah, you, you know, this was it was it was she she looks nice. <laughs> <laughs> at least at least they, they look good. Yeah, yeah. I, I I was I was enjoying the scene, I guess. Um, no, so, I, I, let's uh, just say I enjoyed the scene too, but I hope it goes somewhere. That's all. Yeah, it, it was. They, I mean. But was there actually ad- acting in? I didn't notice. Uh, I was <laughs> kind of preoccupied here. But did you guys think that uh, Bron was going to die for a moment? No. Why not? Because, because of boobs. <laughs> I I I hope I hope that Bron has done enough in the show that he gets an awesome death if he's going to die. Well, I he wants yeah. a he wants a boring death. Yeah, but that would not. Yeah. Be I didn't think that Bron was going to die because okay. there's something more to Bron. If, yeah. if they didn't, if they didn't have him be killed like like Eris Okart in the books by you know being decapitated by by Hota, he's still going to have an awesome death. I think not not well, poisoned maybe, in some dungeon cell somewhere. Well, maybe he's going to get decapitated by by Hota. I think, <laughs> I think. maybe nice. maybe 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 we'll see. Also, that that's that's uh, also something like I mean I I get I get the hate for the Sand Snakes. I don't get the hate for the rest of the Dornish cast because the the other characters so far have been doing fine. 
Oh yeah, Arya Hotar was really doing his job really nice. And and Doran so far in the no, two scenes no, he was I, in. I was being sarcastic. I'm sorry. Oh sorry. But <laughs> I like the I like the I mean I have I have liked the, the other characters. I mean the the only guys uh the only characters on the show in the Dornish plot that I haven't been enjoying were were the Sun Snakes and that seems to be improving. So, you know, let's hope for the best. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I was just just as a final note for me for on Dorn, I would just say that the whole I guess I see a point to to poisoning Braun just to give give him a scene with the sand snakes or else it, there wouldn't be any real need to actually make them interact or they won't might even not interact at all if it, it if it was not for the poison so I see the point yeah. to why they do doing that, but it's just so ham-fisted that it it seemed wrong. Uh, the only th- thing that, well, I might joke about this, but yes, I the only thing I really liked about the scene was was the boobs. I'm sorry. <laughs> you hate the Dornish, you hate the Dornishman's wife. Shame on you. <laughs> well, lyr- lyrical world building aside, it's uh-huh. it's still just him singing a song and then getting. Yeah. Getting to watch boobs and then almost dying and then <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't that be how everyone wants to die? Yeah, but but that's just that's just my point. It's not really a, a fantastic scene though. Uh, no, but it was fun. Kind of, yeah, I, I but that, it was, see, it was that's fun. that's my point. Boobs. It was fun. No, but if like I said, if this is set up for for Tyene sort of using Braun to get to the Lannisters, then I think it's good. Then it's a good scene. It's it's it establishes the Sand Snakes plotting. But if indeed, if you're if if what you're saying is right that it's just you know boobs basically and Braun, then it's poor. Uh, I don't think that it's just boobs and Braun. I think it's, so it's, too. I it hope is, that it is partly it is partly those things, but it's also because we finally got this uh, the. Uh, to the um, distinctions between the sand snakes, also, I think that's that's also you know relevant. Yeah. It's, it's it's so it's to me it's not it's not uh, even if it if it doesn't lead anywhere. I mean at least it's a start of something to make the sand snakes more uh, interesting characters. So. Yeah, I don't think it's enough to make sand snakes no, no, interesting it's not characters. Enough. So if it goes somewhere, it'll be good. But right now, it's kind of but it's a not start. there yet. <laughs> It's it's a potential start for, for a potential for start. start yes yeah um, so yeah the Jamie and Marcella scene I I like that actually um, because it's you know what's not said that's actually interesting um, because uh, I, Jamie is sort of confronted by uh, the idea of you know why is this happening at all which is a men- which is a meta moment I guess also because you know sort of. For the book readers to sort of say, yeah, why, why did we put Jamie in, in Dawn when we didn't need to? Um, and he also can't say to Marcella that he's her father, right? And that's that's the thing that's sort of bugging him at the moment, I guess. Yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't actually. He, he has to admit to himself that he doesn't actually have a connection to this girl because he hasn't raised her as his daughter, and in that sense. He has no business interfering in her affairs, and he's only doing it because Cersei asked him to. Now, if it turns out that the whole thing was a setup by Cersei to get him out of King's Landing and out of her hair um, for freeing Tyrion and you know whatever, um, it's you know that might make him 
not respond to whatever letters uh, she is sending. Oh, yeah, in. we're back to the the Dornish necklace theories from episode two. Could be, yeah. I, I'm. I, it might be possible that the that the whole thing was a setup by Cersei. Um, I am to, buying into that yeah. right now, actually. I, I think that I I sort of dismissed it when you know you guys uh, who were on on the episode two and it was discussed on other podcasts as well that you know this was that this wasn't actually the Sand Snakes or Duran or or Elia uh, or Alaria who who sent the necklace, but it was Cersei. And I, I I dismissed it at the time, but to be honest, I'm actually thinking about it now, and it seems a lot more realistic at this point or right. else or else we're going to have the big reveal that Doran is actually evil but to be honest they haven't they, set that up well because no. they haven't really i mean they've I mean, given they him didn't. like 2 minutes to establish Doran as you know being this supposed man of peace it, it could also be someone else who sent who sent the necklace or like, like littlefinger or whatever Maria hotar or I, well i'm not sure he has he has that much he, <laughs> i'm not sure he would we would take those sort of decisions by himself no no no, no i know yeah, I know, mean. but still, just saying. <laughs> yeah, I hope they make sense of it all next episode or episode nine. I guess. Yeah. I mean, they they have they have some more scenes this year in Dawn. I I I just have to see where it's going. Yeah, um, they, and they haven't ever dropped any balls plot wise. So, but they haven't. We can, I mean, we let's can just expect, say that the John, we, the John yeah. and Danny scenes in season two were not the best stuff ever. I'd say, but this is nowhere near that. No, but we, 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 of course, that's what I'm saying. We can't, ex we, we can, of course, expect that everything is going to be resolved. Every single plot line that's that they've no. alluded to is going to be resolved. Uh, that that's for sure, right? Yeah. We, Who knows? We're not going to be disappointed at all, right? <laughs> Please tell me. Who knows? Who knows? Depends. People might have been disappointed that Rob died when they were unsolid viewers. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, but that was a big deal. <laughs> anyway, the, the TV show hasn't done that gigantic cliffhangers really so far. They've no, usually tended to try and wrap things up season by season. Yeah. They've always had cliffhangers inside the seasons, but they resolved it by the end yeah. of the season. Yeah. So it would be it would be new for them to do that, but perhaps they they'll they'll start yeah. to do it this season. I mean, I think we're all expecting, or at least we discussed it before, that we expect Stannis to be a cliffhanger. We might have Jon be a cliffhanger. Yeah. We might have Daenerys a cliffhanger. Yeah. Cersei might also be a cliffhanger in some way because she might be in a completely different situation that she's in um, with Sir Robert Strong and that sort of thing. That opens up potential for the future. I mean, that's sort of uh, an entity that we don't know anything about and we don't know how she was going to use him. And that sort of thing. So yeah, there are lots of plot lines this year that will potentially uh, get resolved at the beginning of next season instead of the end of this season. Well, but I mean, they that's, have... that's basically what Feast Dance does as well. I mean, the, yeah. the whole point of it is that Feast Dance leaves us with so many goddamn cliffhangers. cliffhangers. Yeah, but they are annoying because you have to read like through two thousand pages of books, <laughs> exactly. and then you know you're still at the same. You're still at, at that point. This TV show has only ten episodes to get through. So it gets by much, much faster. And I've noticed a, diff a different reaction from Unsullied viewers who feel like the season is a bit slow. Whereas me, as someone who has who has not particularly enjoyed books four and five, I feel like this this season has been much faster than the books. So yeah, I'm glad exactly. that I'm glad that it's it's moving at a faster pace than I anticipated. Hmm. Um, Let's be honest. Uh, it's 
lot less frustrating if they move a little slowly and leave cliffhangers between seasons than it is when George leaves cliffhangers and then doesn't write anything in five years. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that, that oh, good old George. slightly more frustrating, uh, for me at least. I don't know how you yeah. guys feel. Yeah. <laughs> but We're all in the same boat here, Patrick. Yeah, because the, all, all the other books the book that he with had... Because all, <laughs> all the other three books uh, um, had all sort of... Uh, a climax and then a sort of resolution at, at the end too, right? Books one, one to th one through three, yeah. Um, and and books four and five don't really have that, which is why I'm sort of harsher on those two because you know it's it's not you know that's that's not how you generally like write a good book where you basically just tell your readers like yeah um, the interesting stuff is going to happen. But in five years, oh no, those are different characters. You still have to wait another five years. Well, I um, agree, and it's, and it's, it's, yeah. it's the weakness of feast dance, to be honest. Yeah, that's why. I mean, I I don't judge them as as one book, but as two books because they are published five years apart, and that makes a difference to me. Um, and so, if you if you read feast in two thousand six or whatever, and yeah, I mean, you still have an opinion about the book because you don't have a dance with dragons in two thousand six. So no. how do you judge that book? That book is going to be very disappointing to to some readers. And I think, you know, it's 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 fu it's fun if we if we sort of invent the feast dance reading and and a rearrange the chapters and so on. To me it's a bit of a of a inability of the the fans to come to grips with the idea that, you know, these books might not have been the best in the series, you know. And it's trying to improve something. It's like the Phantom Edit when they try to take out Jar Jar Binks out of the Phantom Menace. Um, <laughs> it's, it's that sort of like trying to improve on something that wasn't good at the beginning. And yeah, to me, that's, that's partly what Feast Dance... But I think out of all of us, Patrick was the only one who had to wait for a Dance with Dragons, no? I think, or maybe no, Alex? Yeah, yeah, no, 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 I started reading after the show came out. Yeah. yeah me, no, too, I, me too, actually. I only waited two months... Okay. Uh, so actually, okay. none of us really had that experience between. Yeah, we haven't experienced a long winter yet. We have to experience. Well, we're experiencing it now. <laughs> we're experiencing uh, it now. Yeah. I mean, it's been like four years since. It has. But it no, guy, guys, winter is coming. <laughs> oh yeah, sure. It is coming. Uh, like Stannis is saying so. That that means it has to. Yeah, it's coming soon. <laughs> so I mean, I guess we're already basically in the after show right now. Yeah, I mean, this was a smooth transition. To be honest, um, yeah. Yeah, well, thank you for listening to our main part of the show. We might do a little after show. Um, we're discussing some 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 parts of last episode very shortly, and maybe touch a little upon next week's episode, Hard Home. Yeah. Uh, so until next week, uh, let's just do the Aru. <laughs> that was a nice one. Yeah, I'm always trying to make the uh, tired, the, the, the tired one at the end because it's, yeah. <laughs> someone is always limping, limping in the background. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go. Have a nice uh, evening. Yeah, and, yeah uh, thanks. See you next uh, next week. Have a good sleep. Yeah, see you. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Bye. So, 
Patrick lied. This isn't short. But enjoy the after show. Yeah. So do you have after, something ready for us? After show, yeah. I have my message. I'm going to try to uh, shorten it. I mean, because I, I wanted to comment on the uh, controversial scene of last week because I had wanted to chime in on it, um, but I wasn't able to. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, so I wanted to say that I can understand the creative decision that the showrunners made, but I can also see why people are outraged over it. Because, especially because of uh, the last uh, last year's big mess mess up. I mean, fuck up of uh, this J- Jamie Cersei scene that everyone read as something else. And yeah, um, so I I think the the difference here was that they um, that last year's was not intentionally made to be a rape scene in their mind, but it actually is uh, intentionally a rape scene in episode six of season five. So there's a difference there. This is a deliberate attempt to show sexual violence against women in in this uh, moment. Um, and so I, I'm trying to, I, I, I was trying to see if people would react differently um, if the, Cersei Jamie scene hadn't happened in the way that it did last year. Maybe the direction would have been different. Um, but I might also say that the show has not deliberately in, invented rape scenes where there were none in the books because we know that the so that sort of thing happened at Crass's Keep last year. Um, that that's some, something that happened in the books too, but we weren't privy to it, so we didn't have to see it. Um, but I can see why, you know, fo- focusing on it in a way that was in the background would be disrespectful to the subject matter and, you know, the weight that it carries. You know, it's not something that you throw around lightly. Um, and so I think it's it's probably the decision for uh, the last scene in episode six was, from my perspective, that they wanted to bring together several characters Um uh, in that they want the show to contract rather than expand endlessly. So they have to shuffle around different characters and give them roles of other characters uh, in the books. And, you know, because they want to, they have a definite end goal in mind. And so they uh, know probably more about where the main characters end up at this stage than we do. And if they think that they can get to that same point, but using a different direction, then, you know, it's, I, 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 I'm, I'm not going to say that they should never try to uh, address the issue of, of uh, sexual violence, but I can also see that at this point, people might be tired of, of, you know, their portrayal of that subject matter because they might feel that they are not giving it the weight and importance that it deserves. Um, but I, for judging from episode seven, that we just discussed, I think it's it's at least clear that this this moment had some lasting consequences and is going to have lasting consequences on the characters. Um, so it's not lightly thrown around just for shock value. At least that's how I uh, how I saw it. You know, um, then there there is the thing that unless you introduce you know Jane Poole, who is the victim of that moment in the books. Um, into Theon's story, there would not be a real way to externalize 
Theon's thoughts on the show because Rick does not talk to anyone and isn't really interested and really isn't of any interest to any of the characters around him. So it's really difficult to make people understand the emotional connection that he feels to the person that he is eventually going to escape with. And, you know, to introduce a new character like Jane Poole, just to have this happen to her, just so that Theon can snap back into his old persona and and save her, that would actually feel much, much worse to me. Um, because here, at least the characters, you know, Theon and Sansa are both POV characters and they're both therefore on equal footing. Um, and yeah, that's, that's um, at least I, I can see why they wanted to, to have a character uh, in, in that place where we can believe the emotional connection. Um, and that, that's also then why the, the plotline has so much weight because these are uh, characters that we, that we have known for five years now and so therefore everything that they do automatically gets more uh gets more uh impo- importance in the story than if you involve minor characters and with minor characters there's always the idea of maybe that the show is not concerned with with them in the same way and therefore that it might feel exploitative if you did it with a minor character um and also, I mean, it's it's. I mean, I can I can see how people say, well, it's a it's a contrived uh, way of of getting her to Winterfell, you know, having her marry into the Bolton family. Um, but at the same time, it's you know she's marrying into another family in the books, and she's just as much of a pawn in the books as she is here on on the show because essentially she's doing it to satisfy Littlefinger's plan, essentially, because that's what he has thought might might be the best idea uh, for her in the future. Um, but there's, I mean, while Sansa takes on Jane Poole's role on the show here, there are differences also between the characters, namely the fact that Sansa is a bit more mature than the Jane character in the books was at this point, and she's aware of how important she is and what... Uh, real power she has potentially over the northerners she uh, she uh, is surrounded by and she tries to observe people in at least the hopes of gaining knowledge which we have seen at least with uh, Ramsey in episode 7 as well where she used previously gained information against him um, and so she also contrary to Jane's Jane, Jane Poole has a choice to A, go to Winterfell because Jane Poole was forced to go, um, and B, she has the choice to marry into Horsebolt and once she is there, um, which is why there was such a long moment of silence in front of the heart tree, which I found made it actually about her decision and her political decision because marriage is a political tool in Westeros. And so she actually, in marrying into the Boltons, she made a political move um, but which also exposed her to a lot of danger. Um, and she went in at least knowing more about who she was going to marry because she had been talking to Miranda about what Ramsey does to women and that sort of thing. And she still went ahead because she wanted to, the plan 
to work that she and Littlefinger talked about. So it's it's very much a, a moment, I think, where where she uh, has has made a decision. It's it's also uh, maybe not a, maybe not a plot point that had to be there because it might have gone somewhere else. You know, they might have used a different storyline with that would not include sexual assault. And I, I completely understand why people are outraged about that. At the same time, I think that they, they have a limited cast as well. And so they have to sort of shuffle around the characters that they have and uh, get them involved in the story um, in in a way that, that makes the story progress, makes the plot move forward as well. And, you know, uh, in the end, the, the show and the books are, are two different things, and so uh, the books are always going to be there. They're always going to to um, be very interesting, and and the show is going to do its own thing. And I I will judge the progression of this this story wherever it leads. You know, when when we finally uh, come to the end of the season, we will see where where we end up. So I I'm. Res- Serving judgment, but at the moment I'm am I'm, I'm mainly saying that it's I can understand both both sides of of uh, the discussion here. That you know the people who say you know this is too much, this is enough. We 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 get it already, um, and we don't need it. And then I also get the uh, side of the showrunners who essentially uh, need to adapt two thousand words of book story into 10 episodes because two seasons of essentially feast dance is not possible. Um, and yeah, then I guess the scene is also to me at least is a, uh, is about the inevitability of the bedding that, uh, validates her marriage, right? She, as well as we knows that, uh, there's inevitably going to have to be a bedding if there's going to be a valid marriage at all. And so here's also where her relation to Littlefinger comes in. So he convinces uh, her to to go through with this, unaware on the show of what Ramsey is is as a person, which I get is a is a valid criticism from some people uh, that they say you know Littlefinger would have uh, dug up some information about the guy first. Um, he would have uh, tried to assess who he was. Um, but that's also presuming, assuming that he actually cares about Sansa, which we should not, we, which we don't know uh, necessarily. I mean, we we assume that he that he cares, but um, it's it's not actually, you know, uh, it's it's difficult to to know one hundred percent where he stands on on Sansa. Um, and he might also think that Roose is the man in charge, so he might not necessarily feel the need to to look into Ramsey because he assumes that Bruce is the guy who has everything under control and so nothing goes without his word and his consent and you know um, I can see how they could fit that story in it just you know from from the book character perspective it's very difficult to see why he wouldn't have made some research on Ramsey first um, unless he doesn't care in which case he wouldn't do any research um but um yeah so yeah and and it's you know 
Roos, obviously, you know, being uh, being in Littlefinger's mind, the, the person in authority is is someone who can play Ramsay like a fiddle when he needs to remind him of the extent of his power. Um, but you know, for Sansa, the situation is that she decides to go through with the whole thing because she wants the plan of her eventual revenge against the Boltons to work. Uh, but that means that she will have to consummate the marriage if she wants the marriage to be legal. And I think uh, when she reflects on it in front of the heart tree, she knows that this is going to be, uh, you know, a, a part of, of, the, of the, the marriage. But she, obviously she, she shouldn't have to expect to be abused by, by, this, by this monster, right? So um, to me, it's more of a critique of the chauvinistic marriage customs of Westeros that work within an already patriarchal society that is stacked against women specifically because Sansa has a choice to say no to the marriage, but if she says yes, customs force her to go through with having sex with him. Uh, and so um, there is also the difference between her marriage to Tyrion and to, and to Ramsay, uh, where Tyrion would not force himself on her in that way. And he would leave her a choice, whereas Ramsay is is a complete uh, misogynist who who uh, doesn't care about women at all, doesn't care about their their uh, choices or anything. Um, and so, nevertheless, the choice that she makes here is significant for her character. I'm not saying that it's uh, something that will you know make her grow as a person, but it's 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 a it's a choice definitely that that is informed or more informed than it was before. Um, and I don't, I haven't seen from Book Sansa a situation where she went into a situation of danger, knowing the danger, and deciding to go there anyway in order to take a risk. So to me, that's that in, its, in itself is is very very new, and and uh, it's it's a bravery that I have yet to to see from from Sansa in the book. I know that people might disagree with that, so you know. Um, and this brings us back to the question as to why Sansa is replacing James Poole and why this plot point could not have been changed or excised in its entirety, uh, seeing as the show is changing so much already because people say, well, you know, they, um, the book has already, uh, is already less relevant to the show because the show is changing so much. So why would they make such a change? Um, Theon and Sansa are main characters. Everything they do and decide has weight and lends weight to any themes or ideas that I am uh, impl uh, impl employed in their stories. If we had been introduced to James Poole in episode one of this season and gone in a completely different direction with Sansa entirely, not only are we in uncharted waters for Sansa, but it is also harder to make people care for either one of the storylines because Theon at this point is not someone who does or says a lot other than present a window into the Bolton household. But Theon saves someone he knows at the end of book five, and that point is really relevant uh, because as Reek, he could have saved lots of people. He could have saved uh, the, the, the flayed men, uh, at, the, the people who, get, who got flayed at the beginning of the season that he noticed. He could have maybe saved uh, the, the woman who was hunted by Ramsay last year. Um, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, he, he, as Re I mean, Reek as, a, as an individual does not care about anyone, but Theon as a person does care. So um, to me, that, you know, you have to believe that he has a connection to the person he's going to save because that's the only way that this is going to bring him back. Um, 
and that's you know that's the only way you you truly believe that he would change back anyway um so if we are dream pool the connection would be artificial at best whereas uh the connection that he has to sansa is based within the book context as well and it has weight on the show because both sansa and sion uh, have been living together uh as far as we know for the best part of their lives and their main characters who we as an audience care about um so I understand the artistic decision to replace Jane Poole with Sansa. That is not to say that people should not care about what happened to Jane Poole, because obviously that was very upsetting in the book, and that is a very horrible moment. And yes, we should be concerned. We should be. We should care um, about about the what happened to her. We should be outraged about that moment as, uh, in a, in a way as well, because uh, in the books, at least. Uh, it's also entirely from, from his perspective and doesn't really factor in Jane's thoughts about the matter at all. Um, so uh, they are not, I mean, on the show, at least they're not characters that are introduced specifically for this to happen. Uh, they have been around since the beginning and they will no doubt go on further in the story as well. And so to me, this uh, felt like um, a decision, a creative decision that the showrunners have made. I will wait until it's played out. On, I mean, on the show, I will wait until the storyline is played out this year, and maybe it's it's only going to pay off until next year. But we will have to see where we end up. Um, and yeah, it's. I but I can understand why it is difficult, especially with the show's track record of the handling sexual uh, violence. In the past, so yeah, I'm I'm not. Uh, this is these are these things are not uh, unknown to me. Uh, you know the fact that the show has essentially messed up the Cersei Jaime relationship and had Carl Drogo uh, rape Danny uh, in the first episode of of the first season. So that that all is very much in the back of my mind, um, and it's it makes it very difficult for me to judge this. This scene on its own, and so why not just get rid of this plot point altogether? Um, I, I'd say it's because it's it's essentially uh, making a comment on how marriages work in Westeros. Without consummating the marriage, there is no valid marriage, and no matter if one marries Sansa to the Boltons or on the show or to Harry in the books, we are sure that a wedding happens in either case. It just happens to be the case that we know how one scenario ends, while the other we are not sure about at the moment because the Winds of Winter have not been released yet. Um, so that does not mean that it could not have played out differently on the show, though, and that's a valid criticism because the show can make up any storyline that it wants. Um, but even then, I, I would argue that the awfulness of the entire situation is being criticized here precisely because we do not see anything uh, happen directly. We see Theon's reaction, uh, Theon looking on the... Um, uh, on what's happening and I think that's a stylistic uh, stylistic choice to avoid having to show us what is happening but I can understand the problems that people have because it essentially feels like it's making the, the scene about him when uh, the when when we hear at least Sansa making making uh, disturbing sounds as well uh, and that's that's very much I mean Visual and and audio material. I I don't think there's there's one that's more important than the other. Um, and up until that point, it had been about about Sansa, 
and about her reaction to seeing Ramsey force Reek stay in the room and that sort of thing is I mean I I, I don't think it it put the emphasis on him I think it was rather to focus on him to in order for not for for it not to be shown uh, on the show uh, but still address the awfulness of you know marital rape and the excuses that uh, the people of Westeros make make about it because it's uh, it's in their traditions and yeah um so i think the off the the awfulness of the of the act is is the focus not the act itself uh and so the entire set of circumstances that allow for all of this to be acceptable uh, are being addressed in a critical manner that is not ex- exploitative in my mind because essentially cutting to Sion spares us the side of sansa being abused in a way that would be excessive and gratuitously unnecessary um because I think we don't need to see uh, to see it to know that it is awful uh, even before the betting happens, uh, and so it, it essentially it it's, it preserves the essential point, namely that this is a society that is happy to trap women and call it, and call it normal practice. Uh, I think the fact that Sion is one of is, is the one in focus is yeah essentially not so much. It's essentially that that he is the one. It's not it's not that he is the one we should pay attention to. Um, and that means that Sansa, to me at least, uh, was not mm, used as a tool for his development because arguably in episode seven, we find out that it hasn't changed him at all. Um, and, um, so, but Sion, uh, I mean, that, 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 that's essentially most of my points, uh, I would say, um, there, there's only, there's also one thing, I mean, there's a problem to me in the books uh, in that Sansa is constantly sexually creeped upon by men in her storyline. You know, Joffrey threatens to rape her at Tyrion's wedding. The Hound stalks her. Dantas and Marillion are creeps too. And Littlefinger kisses her against her will in the in the Eyrie, whilst making her pretend that she is his daughter. And so to me, all this stuff has to come to, you know, it has to have a purpose. If it's just there to create tension for it, not for, for nothing to come to come of it, then I would rather have a different way to create tension in Sansa's storyline than to have, you know, sexual threat hanging over her head all the time. Um, because it's icky from, and, and, you know, it, if, you know, it's, if these things do not get resolved in the book in some fashion, uh, I would say that it's, it's a cheap way uh, to create tension uh, there as well, um, and ultimately, I would I want to say that I understand the criticisms of the plot development on the show because there might have been a way around this. And given what that we thought Sansa would would move to a position of not being the victim of more abuse, uh, is you know seeing that this is essentially uh, that she is uh, being abused is is disappointing, and I can understand that it is disappointing to to others. Um, because the expectations were set differently, um, but to me that does not make her a weak character. You know, being a, a sexual assault can happen to anyone and in many different settings. And so, given uh, that the targets here are the social norms of Westeros society that facilitate such situations, I do not know that we could have gotten around the betting scene in any case. And given who is involved, it makes sense on a character level from his perspective. Um, I will say that having Sansa deal with with it in a different way might have been one way, but wouldn't. But I would then pose the question: Wouldn't that rather um, make the point? 
make the point of her having to put up with bad social norms and playing into them rather than pointing the finger at the misogyny hidden within those norms because you should not have put up with them in the first place. Uh, you should not necessarily have, you should not have to, to play into, into a, a bad, you know, social set of values. Um, Sansa goes along because she wants the plan to work out, but she should not have to expect violence from her husband. And yet the customs of the society do not frown upon this kind of behavior in that context because the bedding is sexist to begin with, since men enter into such contexts with much more power and authority than women are allowed to have in that society. As it stands now, the criticism has much more weight with two main characters we as an audience have a connection to and feel for and whose past connection we believe in. The themes and ideas explored here have much more importance in equal fashion for all the viewers, not just as readers who can project character traits of secondary and even tertiary characters onto the characters on the show. That's, that's all I have to say. Very good. That's um, very impressive that you were able to get that all down. Wow. Yeah, I had, I, part, of it, part of it I read... Part of it I read uh, from my post on the forum. Okay. So, yeah, that's, uh, I, you know, I, I, that's a very long moment. I, I, I just felt that I had to talk about it because uh, I think uh, it's, it's, it's important to see both, to, to address both sides. I, I, can, I, can totally, I can totally see why some people are really, really mad at the show and I wouldn't uh, begrudge them if they if they drop the show for, for that because this kind of stuff needs to be handled with care. And past record has shown us that the show has not necessarily had the best track record with this. So uh, well, I can I see went, where the doubt comes in. on in, that. Right? You, you, you've yeah. mentioned that already. I mm -hmm. think that uh, this is a pretty loaded after show if we put it on. So I think we should probably wrap it up here. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you want to, I mean, if do you have any anything? No, to maybe, I, I've already. Uh, I, I, I personally, I, I don't have any. Uh, I don't have any thoughts to add on this. Yeah, no, I don't I, get in. I don't want to get into the flame wars. I think the smarter people than me have discussed yeah, this no. already. Sure, no, no, I, I completely understand. It's just I, I felt that I, I, you know, I could, I could see where the showrunners were coming from, but I could also see how it would be off-putting and how it would be maybe, you know, in bad taste given the, the you know, the controversy that we had last year. No, you, you, and, you've mentioned you know, this all. I, I, yeah, I know, yeah, no, because, you know, I don't want people to, you know, to, to say, oh, well, you know, you're just defending the, no, sh the show. No, we for, know, for, we know, Bert, you you know, know, I think you, know. I think you very adequately spoke to both sides, man. Yeah, yeah I, think... I hope so. I hope so. Because I don't want to, you know, I don't, I, 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 because I can see it now. You know, people might say, well, you know, obviously, uh, this, this, this means that we should, that we should have this kind of stuff every week because, you know, it's, it's, it's so, uh, you know, character building or whatever. But that's not what I said. You know, it's, it's. Um, no, no, no. I, you know, I think, I think, seriously, man, I think that's not the first thing they're gonna say about, about what you just told us. Uh, you, so know, what, you, you know, what, you you went on for twenty three minutes. Oh, I'm sorry. So what? <laughs> so so no. So no. But what 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 would you think? Uh, they no, would I'm say. I'm just then. saying. I'm just yes. saying. They they're probably gonna be amazed that you could talk to, for so long without like any breaks. Oh, that's, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. A, that's the first yeah. thing. 
But it's best. It's, it's it's a good thing that we had in the after show. I mean, I I think we. I mean, I tried to have to have a very short summary of it at the beginning of the of of our show discussion. Yeah. Um, but it was, yeah. I I think this this explains it in much more detail. Yeah, it does. Um, it does. And and yeah, I I hope that other people, if they listen to it, I mean, it's it's also maybe good to say I don't want I don't think anyone has to agree with this, right? Um, this everyone has their own way of interpreting it, and I wouldn't want to, you know, say that I'm I'm you know seeing this right and that they're you know wrong in how they perceive no, it no, because this is a no, very no. very very touchy. This is a very uh, delicate subject matter, you know, and and everyone should be able to express what they feel about it, you know, without fearing of of being, uh, you know, marg- uh, you know. Uh, criticized for expressing you know how they feel and this is especially a moment where people should express how they feel um and if not just about the scene and also about the entire show because you know some people might say this is the the, the moment where the show sort of jumped the shark um but yeah we, we we will have to see where it goes i i just you know i i, I just want to to i want to believe that it, it is going somewhere um, yeah, and yeah, and you you've already said this, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. No, 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 sure. We, do, yeah. we, 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 I think you've done a really yeah. good job at telling okay. us exactly what you meant yeah. in those okay. minutes. I think, and yeah. it's it's not because we want to, but I think it might be. What if we made a, a little bit out of it? Maybe the whole, the whole, not not not. You're gonna get. We're gonna make the whole point, but maybe I was thinking. It would be quite kind of hilarious if if they came came like a like some elevated music behind or something like it. You can still no, get your no, point no. there. Please don't. Please don't. It's not. It's it's about, It's supposed to be something really serious. Yeah, I know. I... It's just. It's just. Okay. Okay. I'm okay. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty hard for people to to. Yeah. Well, I couldn't concentrate. I'm I'm sorry. I I couldn't concentrate for the whole part I'm, I'm 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 sorry i couldn't uh yeah I'm, yeah but it's fine i mean if they if they don't want to to stick through the whole thing it's you know whatever i made my point if people want to listen to it they can listen to it if they okay. don't okay well we'll we'll leave it in as it is then uh yeah yeah that would be best okay cool maybe preface it by saying that uh the full barrack is about to be experienced oh yes yes <laughs> that was me, anyway, yeah. guys. Uh, I think uh, I'm I'm nearly falling asleep. It's oh, like sorry, one a.m. nearly. So, yeah. I, uh, I, I, I think we'll 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 discuss. Uh, I don't think we need an an after show after this. So, uh. an after after show. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, but I, once again, I'm sorry if I kept you awake for so long. No, no, no. I, I, because I was listening and it was interesting. Okay. I mean, mm-hmm. if if I if I hadn't wanted to listen to it, I would have I would have said I'll, I'll I'm gonna go and uh, I'll see you guys. I'll talk to you guys on the forums and uh, we'll uh, we'll arrange next week. It was really yeah. interesting. I, so I just, um, I'm sorry. I just I just dropped in and out. It's not that I didn't find it interesting when I when I actually no, got in. No, but it's in, fine. But I, it's I, fine. I, I, I yeah. I have a. I get it. I get it. I have a low intention span. I ramble a lot. I ramble. No, I also have a low intention span, so that (laughs) doesn't work. That doesn't work with it as well. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, guys, I'm gonna go. uh, I'm gonna go. Yeah. Yeah. Have a nice. Have a good night. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, See you next week. Talk to you guys on the forums. Yes. So see you soon. Yeah. See you. Bye. Oh, do you know? Um, by the way, um, Lila Hedy apparently described um the relationship between. Uh, Jamie and Cersei this this season like you know 
when you when you have been too often to IKEA as a couple, you know that something is going wrong. That sort of thing. So it's like too many trips to IKEA. I, I I'm still a student, so I when I go to IKEA, it's still appropriate. Ah, okay. But I, I always thought they had like I mean they, they the quality of their furniture wasn't as as high standard I guess. Well, it's I think the joke I think the joke is all the couples who go to IKEA together end up having yeah. an argument in the store. Yeah, that's that's it. That that so. and then and then assembling it afterwards is also something you should not do mm. as a couple. <laughs> <laughs> no. If you if you want to survive as that's... a couple, then don't uh, assemble IKEA furniture as a couple. Yeah. No. <laughs> Lots of awful things will be said that you will regret later. So, <laughs> exactly. um, 